0: Gay dating, I think, is so much more volatile than hetero dating because the accessibility to us, mm-hmm. we have grinder. We can put on our preference. I want a bear, I want someone this weight, I want someone this height, I want someone oh, I'll show you later. Oh, I shit. want someone who wants sex, who wants a relationship, who wants friendship, who wants wow. just casually chatting, who wants networking. Like we have fine-toothed it to cater to every one of our selfish needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: My humble abode and I want to just cheers as tradition oh, yes so cheers how do you like the monkey shoulder by the way honestly
0: I'm kind of in love like mm. I'm I'm a bullet person my dad was a crown royal person so okay. like even in swim team my goggle bags were in a purple crown royal bag that's amazing yeah everyone thought my folks were alcoholics which I mean I get the assumption but they're not um, my dad was literally he's a engineer so his mindset was it's microfiber it absorbs
1: wow It'll,
0: it's efficient and that's what I used for several years. And then even in high school, it's swim me. It's, they still looked at me like, they someone approached my parents and was like, does your son drink? Have you seen his bag? And my dad's like, yeah, it's mine. No, we don't drink. I've had those Crown Royal bags for 15 years. Because my folks were like sober for 15, 20 years. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> my dad literally like would buy the bottle for his friends and then keep the bag. Oh. Which they're good bags. I have about fifteen of them in my apartment, but I, I do know. drink Crown Royal.
1: I'm literally just like envisioning this Crown Royal bag right now. It's like all I'm saying is like a floating purple bag.
0: Girl, they're in my car too. I'm like <laughs> You just use them as like gift bags for birthdays. When I'm smoking, my little weed pipe is in it too. It's okay. just it's all purpose. You know, okay. they do it well, especially with the peach Crown Royal. They have a nice little pink bag. Well, peachy bag. It works. It's cute. But oh, I love all whiskey. Oh. I saw this um screwball and I was like, ugh. It's so good with vanilla Coke. It is angelic.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Where did you even find that that was a thing? Did you just test it out one day? No. I don't hear anybody mixing vanilla Coke with any type of liquor for some reason.
0: For the record, shame on you. Well, I don't drink soda.
1: Okay, but I'll take it.
0: Fair. (laughs) But um, I had my birthday party at the apartment in COVID, you know. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really do much. But I have my Ray family, which is my COVID bubble. Yeah. So I have my friend Jordan, Cherokee, who's like wifey. Rave Bay, Bestie, Jesse, his hubby Joe, Cody, and Amber, who are both my roommates. Yeah. And, you know, like, we've all become close friends. And I'm blessed that all my best friends are good friends with each other. Like, mm-hmm. we have a group chat. They love each other. We just booked, like, four different events the next month because we have three birthdays coming up. And nice. we're going to get a giant slip and slide. We're literally getting to get a bunch of adult lubricant, get a bunch of, what is it?
1: Literal lube. Like,
0: saran wrap and just, yeah, lube. spunk lube
1: I'm just making sure we've talked about lube like two or three times today already so
0: yes it's (laughs) happening and we're gonna do that and what I used to do at my sister's house is we would do slip and slide flip cup so you slide flip cup once they finally get it then the next person it's like a relay so much fun you just have to make sure there's not a wall right next to the table so you don't fly into a wall.
1: Where do you set this up? Is this, like, in-home?
0: Girl, my friend's house, we're doing it, is next door. <laughs> Their backyard is massive. We're talking about, like, 35 by 40 square feet. Just massive.
1: I literally just imagine you making a lubricant slide in your kitchen with, like, your table to the I right, mean, right side.
0: in my apartment, if we, one, didn't have carpet, in my other yeah. roommate, Amber, wasn't so type A, mm-hmm. and, you know, Clean Freak, 100% Basically. down. You can come. We're going to do this on the 18th of next month. I'm so down. It's literally walking distance. Oh, fuck We're pregame up. walk over. Boom. Yeah. You'll love my friends. But we had the COVID bubble and my friends always leave soda. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I need a mixer because at that time I was like whiskey straight. Mm, I liked it, but the flavored whiskey is what I don't like straight. Mm. Ironically. So yeah. I was like, this screwball has been haunting me. Used it. Liked it. Loved it. Four bottles of Screwball later, I have found something I like, and it also works with Diet Dr Pepper.
1: There it is. But Screwball on its own too. If you just have it on ice, it just tastes like a like a almost like a peanut butter shake, just like without the like. Well, they shake. use
0: real peanuts, so I hope yeah. so. But it, for me, like Screw, I like the hint of a flavor. Yeah. I don't like it to be all one note because okay. I do like that whiskey bite. So for me, like if Screwball, I have to have it in the freezer, then on the rocks, mm, room temp smart. no. Anything else whiskey wise room temp. Yeah, especially Japanese whiskey.
1: Yes. I know damn it, I should have let you have the last of I said so I have Kikori on my on my bar cart. It's such a good Bro, this is the
0: only drink one. I know I said I wasn't gonna drink, but I'm <laughs> like, that's fine. I know. By the time I leave you'll be like, so there's no more whiskey bay talking to your man and I know, you'll be right? like,
1: Well Dude, so I have to tell you guys, so last time I saw Curtis, you were thirty pounds heavier.
0: No, 75 pounds heavier.
1: Shut the fuck up. Which is insane because one, you carry your weight well, but two, like
0: it's the broad shoulders, but I was the Pillsbury yeah. Doughboy. I literally went for Halloween one year as the Pillsbury Doughboy and people poked my belly and I instinctively was really sad when oh. <laughs> I had a welt on my belly button to be clear. Oh. Worth it. But no, I mean I was I was 250 plus, And now I'm a
2: yeah.
0: well, I was one seventy. And then COVID happened and I moved with my two bef- best friends. Eh. And then, you know, I was living with my folks before. Yeah. Helping with groceries and stuff and, you know, doing the typical thing. Plus, I thought I was saving money. I did not. I just shopped a lot, which for the yeah. record, Amazon is bae. Um, so, yeah. Where was I going with this? Oh, um, well, I was telling people
1: how great you look because I haven't seen you in oh, yes. a few months. Yeah.
0: So COVID happened and I just... There was a relationship we'll touch by later that was a seven or eight year situation that was former best friend's boyfriend, became my best friend, became my boyfriend, became my ex best friend again.
1: Well, hold on. Well, let's fuck it up. Let's just go right into it. So by the way, we're going to be talking about polyamory eventually, but Curtis... (laughs) I literally, every time I talk to Curtis, there's some wild dating story that he like like loves to disclose. And mind you, this is like every other week that I feel oh. like I get some goodies like in my texts or in my DMs. It's true. So, okay, let's do this. Let's, well, tell me about this, this long-term seven-year detrimental
0: toxicity. So I mean, full disclosure for all your listeners, kay. I have the gift of gab. Yes. I'm, sometimes mumble. I apologize. Now I will try to enunciate. <laughs> um, and I'm giggly and low-key crossfaded. So like... I may have occasional ADHD space out moments, but Maria will hopefully keep me on track. Yeah. But I'll, I got re- I'll
1: reel you back. He does. He legit brought printout notes, not even written notes, and, yeah, which I well, love.
0: There's written notes too. Um, <laughs> I need a drink for this story. Oh, Lord. Okay. Wait, let's let's cheers again. There we go. Beautiful. Okay. okay. So Tell the fans. So I'm also a telenovela with story. My mom called me a series of unfortunate events because that's how this whole situation started. Not wrong. So, because I don't care about hiding names because... Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Austin Vandegrift. (laughs) He's about 5'8", blonde, 3 DUIs, crazy asshole, and a cis... I was about to say cis white hetero male, but he's a cis white gay individual who lives with his boyfriend, Anthony, who he doesn't even like. He actually is just with him because he's paying his legal fees. Real quick, is this
1: the one that I met at Strut?
0: Oh. No, no you, that, you was ex, uh, that was ex-Bobby, but that is on my list.
1: Beautiful. Well done. You know what? Let's
0: go to Bobby first you before we get to Austin. Let's do a warm-up. We'll do Bobby. All right, let's do Bobby. So, what is my range of TMI on this? Like,
1: Dude, you can talk about anything. Oh, and so there's normal? No, there is literally no bounds.
0: Okay, None cool. at all. Well, I'll try to keep my profanity to a little, but there will be no, a little you're TMI. Fine. Well, I
1: cast 24-7, so please.
0: Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Well, when I was 15... I went on an app called Adam for Adam. Yes, it is a very entertaining name. Like Adam and Eve, but Adam and Adam. So it was one of those, you know, gay websites before apps were a big thing. Back when, you know, Blackberries were a thing.
2: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Dude, my fingers are too fat for the Blackberry.
0: Oh, I I had a Blackberry pearl red. My bae. I was so sad when that pearl popped out. Well done. But, um... No, so Bobby and I like met on Adam Frad when I was fifteen, and you know, at that time I hadn't exactly figured out what. Actually, I was sixteen. Um, right when I turned sixteen, fifteen. Um, I had not really figured out much of my sexual identity because I was raised very conservative. I didn't see, I think Nickelodeon till, I mean, I kind of saw it growing up, but my folks put censors on it, so like things like Cat Dog, and Roscoe, like stuff like that, Dexter's Laboratory. I didn't see till I was seventeen.
1: Which is so interesting because I don't feel like those are really like pushing any sort of boundary.
0: I mean, if you live in today's, you know, politically correct environment, you would see things like Roscoe's Modern Life or like um, Pinky in the Brain and just say like, that's too radical. Boy Meets Mm. World was talking about rape and stuff like, which I mean, that's when stuff was real. But Bobby and I met and his fake beautiful blonde hair. (laughs) Twinkie little tiny body. Um, we just flirted a lot and I just was so nervous about anything. Like I just never met him and I was also 15 and Bobby is also, uh, okay. Well, let me think. He says he's 30 now, but I think he's 35. So that means he's six years older. Okay. So he was 21. So he was, wait, hold up. He was lying to you about his age in turn? He still lies about his age. He tells everyone on all the apps that he's like 30 and I'm like, you're 35. He's... No, don't go wrong. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. He is a great guy. Like many people. He should not be one to consume substances.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, like, we met when I... It was, like, my 19th birthday. I had a little kickback at my house. My folks were gone for two weeks to Hawaii, and I was, like... It was finals week, so I was, like, when finals were done, friends came over, house party when folks are away, yay. They still don't know about much of these details. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Um... Mom and dad, we love you, but please shut it off. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we hooked up. We hooked up in questionable places that I will not say for my parents' respect. Oh! And I'll tell you, um, I didn't even try to get it in. I literally was just kissing down the back and it just popped in because it was that loose. Yeah. Dance. It's funny. I thought things would change over the years. We were on and off. Like, we flirted a lot. We h- would be, like, friends with benefits and stop talking when of was in like, a relationship And then a few years ago, we finally decided, let's, like, we like each other, we click, why don't we date? Yeah. We dated for a few months. It was great. Like, we stayed home, we played, we're both nerds, video games, anime, um, go, like, we never really went out to drink together. Like, we both liked to, but I was on my start of losing weight. Well, one of my failed attempts. And, I just never went with him drinking. So we stayed stoned at the apartment and we were very much introverts together. Yeah. And part of it was we wanted to just keep us us. And the other part was why spend the money? Like why go out? Well, I remember I gave him a really ghetto gift. And I say ghetto because my packaging was a folded Amazon box that wasn't even actually taped (laughs) clothes. Are you kidding? You know what? I judge hetero white males and I'm just like, I... In the gay community, my friends always were like, you're like the straight gay because you do lazy shit. And I'm a great loving person, but last minute, I'm like, I'm not going to spend $7 for a roll of wrapping paper.
1: Also smart, but yes.
0: And I'm not going to stop my Amazon addiction. So I was like, box, boom. (sighs) In retrospect, it was the laziest thing. But like, I gave a bong and weed and something else. I don't know. Yeah. But we were all giddy. And then I think that night we went to... Um, right in Newport, Goat Hill Tavern. Yeah.
1: Oh, God.
2: And
0: I had never, like, we had like partied together and like bumped into parties, but like we had never really gone to anything together. Yeah. The only time before I was like 20, right before my 21st, and we got a car accident <laughs> right in front of the bar. Costa Mesa on Baker and Bristol directly in front of the fire station. Drag racer hit me right there. My God. Best place to get hit by a car is right in front of the fire station. <laughs> but he was in the car that time. As uh-huh. I said, ADHD, I'll be all over the place. But so, we went to the bar. Bobby ignored me most of the time. Like, he met these like th- th- three or four random girls, as us gays do. Oh, yeah. I'm gay, for anyone who didn't know. Um, <laughs> all these stories will be about me and another male. There are... Okay, I just took... Like, there's no females in this story. <laughs> um,
1: before we talked about this... I story. literally was like,
0: wait. I mean, granted, I had my high school phase, but that was yeah. just...
1: I know you're like at this point I'm ready to go back to females. I was like we ain't
0: no, that great either. No, I yeah. mean totally. If I were to marry anyone, it would be my roommate Cody cuz we yes. just we vibe, but Yeah. like we live together and like I'll see her naked and she, like and she's seen me naked. We've skinny dipped together. Yeah. But like There's we no, look like, at each other and we're like I love you. I won't <laughs> touch you while you're naked. No. Yeah. <laughs> but so back to Bobby.
1: Yes. So at the bar, meets women.
0: Yeah, and I'm with his roommate, Megan, who's also his best friend at the time, and her and I are chilling with her man, and then I don't see Bobby for an hour and a half, and mind you, like, when Bobby gets drunk, I remembered going through this, some people are just not destined for alcohol, Yeah, and honestly, I think Bobby with substance is like, he's an amazing person. He was... I don't even know if we got to the point of boyfriends because, like, him and I were just so natural. We never put a title on it. But, like, I love you came into the conversation plenty of times.
2: Hmm.
0: He was loving, caring, compassionate. The sex was amazing. I mean, like, weekends seven times a day. And, like, we just vibed so well. Like, I could have seen a future with him. Like, we spent Thanksgiving with his family. But every time he's been inebriated around me, it's resulted in... Him either saying past progressive demeaning things or slapping to me to the point that lenses popped out of my glasses and my glasses have come off my face. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm blind as fuck. Mm-hmm. So these glasses, I think are $900 with my lenses. Cause yeah. I mean, like I borderline can't drive.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, I need, and I need to see. And if he's popping them out, you're basically debilitated.
0: Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, honestly, like I could see him, I could see his shape. It's really like for driving a distance, but I mean, he just would be this, those very sloppy drunks that would just say stupid shit, be out to 5 a.m., dancing in the fucking street, mm-hmm. and just hand flailing. That was Bobby when he was lit up. And we hadn't spent any time drinking together because him and I were both like, we need to get back and shit. Like, let's eat healthy. And we started the eating healthy tread mm-hmm. before we went to be physically active. Well, I mean, we eventually saw him that night. And his roommate, who also really was supportive of me in the relationship because his last boyfriend was, like, cheating on him, asshole, really crazy fucking bitch. Like, he showed up on fucking Thanksgiving while I was there with his family for Thanksgiving kind of shit. Jesus. Okay. So, I mean, she told Bobby, she was like, hey, like, you've been gone all night. Like, Curtis only came out to spend time with you. And every time he's come up with you, you've just ignored him. And he's like, no, 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 that hasn't happened. And we're sitting outside of like Goat Hill, like the smoking area. And I'm like, no, it, it, it's happened. It, it's happening all night. And he just, it, denial, he ended up slapping me like jokingly. And I was like, enough. And he lived right next to the OC Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. So I walked from Goat Hill to OC Fairgrounds like a mile or two.
1: Was this one you are telling me about this last year, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I think I told you about the story, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I walked there, and I got to his apartment at, like, 1 a.m. I got there before his roommate was home. Mm -hmm. So, I waited a little bit. She let me in because my car keys were inside. Well, I got my keys, and I'm driving home. So, he's in Newport, Costa Mesa-ish. I'm in Lake Forest, which is about 25 minutes south, about to pull in home. The car. And you know me. I'm loving, supportive. Like, all my friends know, like... You call me, I'm there. And I'm the most understanding person ever. And he's like, babe, we're in Brea. I need you to get me. 30, 45 minutes away. The fuck? From his apartment. And I'm just like, what? He's like, yeah, like one of our friends took us here and left us here. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, at this t- point, I've already told him I love him. I care about him. You're not going to hear someone you're intimately with. Saying I need you and turn away like that. Definitely. Especially in somewhere like way far off, like almost an hour away. Yeah. Well, go to pick them up. I have, this was the most ratchet ass place. I swear to God, this was like a Brazilian grill that converted to like ratchet nightclub, like downtown Fullerton, Anaheim. Like the cops are called three different times kind of nightclub. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden I'm seeing baggies of cocaine all outside and I'm just like, now don't get me wrong. I've had my indulgence phase. I've done stupid shit. I, you know, like I had my experimental phase phase in my early teens, and I've done a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I don't judge what you do. Yeah. My mindset: you smoke, you drink, you do whatever controlled substances or non-controlled. I just don't want to be around you if you're to the point that that is your primary concern.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No judgment. That's what it is. So he's pulling the stuff out, and I'm like, not in my car. Like you, cool. You can do as much as you want, but I'm not taking it with me. Lo and behold. His new friend's girlfriend, I think she's in my car, is just talking about, like, she's going to fight this bitch. And, like, talking shit through the freaking window. And at this point, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm like, yeah, girl, go fight. Go fight. Like, she's not my friend. I don't care. I'm like, get yeah. the fuck out of my car. Go fight. And he's just, all of a sudden, I look down, and he's doing cocaine on my... Dashboard? Yeah. And I'm just like, what? No. It's done. And then he's just screaming, yelling at me the whole time. He's like, take me to LA, take me to Long Beach, let's party. And I'm just like, at this point, it's like 3 or 4 a.m. I'm like, I am tired. I am fat. I am sleepy. Time to hibernate. Yeah. So take him home. And I'm like, at this point, I'm already starting to disconnect because I'm like, if I can't enjoy all of your human being, like, and if I have to be like selective times when to avoid you, like, what's the point of a relationship? Mm Because like- i 'm compromising which is good in a relationship but I'm compromising to the point of avoiding you when you're toxic mm-hmm. what if we're in a situation where I can't avoid that and yeah. you're just miserable well Christmas happened <laughs> I don't even know Christmas was he I don't he texted me I came over we had a fight he asked me to go take him to drink and my thing is like I'm here for people, whatever, but don't invite me to spend time with you and send me on errands to come see you or have me pick you up to go run errands and back. Like, yep. um, I'm not your fucking driver. I'm not your chauffeur. I'm not your bitch. And I say this because I've spent years of being so nice that I was walked over and I would do all that. So now I'm like more, you know, coherent of those things. And I'm like, no, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I told him no. He kept begging and screaming. And I'm like, No. And then he's like, just down the street. I'm like, I will take you to 7-Eleven a few blocks away because I caved and I loved him and he's fucking wasted. And I'm just like, it's the easiest thing. Well, we walked then to my car and because I first talked to him when I was in the car and then I went to go park way down the street, came back and we walked to my car and he's just like, I love our relationship, our dynamic, like something wrong. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm just a little frustrated with us. Like I love you, but it's just overwhelming sometimes. And he keeps trying to pry out of me, like, what can we do differently? What can we fix? And I'm just like, honestly, when you drink, like, you get a little difficult for me to communicate with, and mm-hmm. you get a little aggressive, like, I, I'm i not your driver, you kind of constantly try to treat me that way when you're drinking, and then you also get to the point where, like, you hit me, and you make a lot of passive-aggressive comments, he's like, yeah, well, I just have a crude sense of humor, I'm like, I respect that. But for me, when you make jokes about my weight, because at that point I was like 255. And I'm only 5'8", so I mean, that's not a good way to be at. And I was just like, when you make comments about my weight or saying I'm a shitty like, person to be with, you don't incentivize me to want to be with you. Yeah. So I'm like, but I love you. I'm here. It's just when you get really lit, you hurt my feelings a lot to the point that your roommate and best friends step in and are like, Bobby, you need to line up. You're going really aggressive on Curtis. Yeah. And then you yell at them because you're like, I have every right to. Like, we're together. I can say what I want. I'm like, no.
1: That's not an excuse. There's, I mean, at that point now, he's being mentally, emotionally, and physically abusive. He's just hit three pillars.
0: 100%. And so, at this point, we get to my car. And he's like, fuck the alcohol. Just take me home. Which is on my way to the freeway. So, I was like, okay. So, as we get there, like, I talk to him. And as I'm trying to explain where I'm coming from before I, like I get three, four words in and he cuts me off. And at the point he cuts me off, it makes it sound like I'm attacking him, but I'm like, let me finish my point, And he just doesn't let me speak to the point that yeah. I lost my shit. Cause I'm like fighting for this relationship and I'm not even allowed to say anything at this yeah. point. So I snap at him like this is like, and I'm smacking my um, steering wheel. I'm like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. I love you, but you're being such an asshole to me. You don't even let me speak and understand me. And then my big thing is my folks, specifically my dad is really huge on integrity and honesty and owning your word. And I really try to embody that. So when someone tells me I'm saying something or twisting my words like that I'm not saying it's a trigger and he knows this. So I snapped. I'm like, this is why I'm fucking sick of this shit. Do this to me. You're an asshole. Half a second passed. I'm like, Babe, I'm sorry, you hit a trigger, which provoked me to react that way. No way was that appropriate. It was wrong. I'm sorry. Now nah, still the fucking villain. I mean, he slammed my car door. He's gone. We tried talking things out, and I told him, like, you know, just so you know, when you communicate with me, talking about me in a derogatory way or, like, negative reinforcement doesn't work, because mm-hmm. he'd be good to like, do you want to go to the gym tonight? I'm like, I just worked 12 hours. I'm brain fried. I'm trying to read this thing for some work stuff. And he'd be like, well, if you were over being a fat ass, then (gasps) we would go to the gym together. Like you stay this way. You're just going to get fatter and fatter. And I'm just like, babe, I understand what you're trying to do. My opposition is not working out with you. But for future reference, if you're trying to change my mind... Positive reinforcement works best. Negative reinforcement forces me to shut down and just, you know, mm-hmm. bottle up. Snapped at me. I'm an asshole. Da, 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 da. Because
1: um, you're community- communicating your feelings? 100%. What the fuck? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I'm just like, I'm over it. And then we're like, let's just be friends. Maybe friends with benefits Cause The sex was bomb. I mean, honestly, I sacrificed morals you. for the sex. I sacrificed so many morals for sex. Dude. Same. Which we didn't even have. Like he didn't nah, because there was both of us were still just a little weird about the whole situation I think we we hooked up once and he ended up dating someone. He's living his gay boy fantasy now He's living with this other guy in Palm Springs with all the other elder gays, <laughs> you know He's happy now. I am happy for him like Again, he's not a piece of shit when he's inebriated. Yeah and again, like, we are just two different people. Like, I love him. We had a great time together, but there was just certain parts of his persona that I just was mm-hmm. not going to click with.
1: Well, and did he have, like, a, a, an addictive past? Or, like, long-term nah, addiction? he was like
0: every other fucking gay that lived near LA. He liked to go to the parties. He liked to get lit. He liked to turn up. I mean, he lived a very good life. He worked hard. He had a great work ethic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he managed numerous businesses before like he again he was a great guy he just when he drank specifically with me i don't know if there was something that happened in our past that triggered it or his past but like whenever he drank it was specifically targeted to me even when we were just friends so that ended i mean again he's living his best life great for him fuck him because i like the shit i went through just really mind fucked me for so long, which deterred me from losing weight because I was just like, "With someone I love so much is telling me I'm this, this, and that. Yeah. Mine gets there. Now, the warm-up is done. L
1: the, the finger crack. I cannot. <laughs> he aggressively takes a sip of alcohol. He's I like, wasn't God.
0: even confident in that finger crack because, like, Ugh. I live in, like, Corona del Mar. So, like, the weather's permanently cold. So, like, I for some reason, in warmer weather, my knuckles crack better. Which it's weird to say that like my high temp at home today was 68 degrees. And I looked at the weather here today. I was like 87 degrees at one point today. I was like, I'm only 15, 20 minutes away. And I'm like, no. God bless that mile away sea breeze. I know. Thank you, Corona Del Mar and all the Row Housewives of Orange County. Thank you, Fashion Island. <laughs> also,
1: if you're warm, I can turn the air on.
0: Now I'm perfectly content okay. right now. Yeah. We'll see how this whiskey goes. Because yeah, this yeah. is, that bottle mm-hmm. may not last tonight. Tell Brad I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
1: you let me. That's okay. We've got, dude, we've got enough wine. We've been on a wine kick, so it's okay.
0: I mean, that's fine. When so. you come over, we will get to my bar cart. Dude,
1: that's okay. Okay, so, so. lay it on me. The seven years of hell, which and girl, I can relate this,
0: to. And I got like 10 stories for you before I even diving in My Paula. God, okay.
1: Oh, I just licked my bottle of wine. I'm ready.
0: I saw that. So <laughs> I have to get the paper for the notes about the saga. I actually will keep the Austin one short because to be frank with you, I have talked about him before and th- this could be, if th- we could do a two part segment on this,
1: we probably could. Yeah. I
0: mean, we totally can dive into it. Cause again, Austin Vandegriff is a piece of shit. User, stealer, and embezz- con- almost convicted in Basler and his three DUIs. I'm not okay, about, why don't you d- give me a clip? What? Give
1: me a cliff notes and then we can do like a follow up. So there.
0: Austin. So once upon a time, right before I was 21, um, I was very good friends with the guy, Nick Masters. Great guy. Like, I met him through my other best friend, Michael, who... I was a hardcore introvert until I met Michael. Yeah. And, again, I was sheltered, so I really had no exposure to the gay community. Michael and I hit it off as friends. um, And he really exposed me to the gay community, nightclubs, friends, parties. My first kickback was really with him. Mm -hmm. Um, My first witness of an orgy was there. I mean, like... Michael was interesting. Yeah. Michael was Michael was the one everyone wanted to be. Okay. So, the Regina George, if you will, but not a bitch. Mm-hmm. Genuine sweetheart.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: So Austin was Nick's best friend. Or not best friend, boyfriend. Like, Nick started dating him when he was 17. Now, whether or not Nick is technically considered a pedophile, I don't know. Clearly, I don't like Nick. Um <laughs> we were great friends, and there was a certain point, like. Austin was very young. I mean, he was only two, three years younger than us, but he was he was smart. My boyfriend has close friends. Treat the best friends right. We're good. So I used to work at a nightclub, gay nightclub. Um, what the fuck Fridays in Orange County, and there was more than one occasion where I had seen Nick's abuse. So I had heard stories from Austin, like peeing on him while he slept. So nothing
1: sexual, it was just No rape,
0: like, I mean, just like fucking frat boy bullshit. Like, you piss on someone while they sleep, shit next to their face on the pillow, like really juvenile, disgusting shit. Oh my god, okay. And there was a point, like, to me, like, no matter what, who you are, if you, my number one, if you start treating people like an abuser, I... I've been abused. I don't tolerate that shit. All my friends know, like, I will make sure everyone is morally right. Mm-hmm. Now, not like I'm a freaking judge and, you know, persecutor, persecutor yeah. but, like, I don't want to surround myself with those kind of toxic people because you are one's company, and that shit spreads to you, and Austin was the perfect example. Um, there would be situations, like, he would come out of the bathroom from the bar, and he would just come up and hug me, and Nick was talking to me. And instantly, because... Austin approached me and said, hi. He interrupted Nick, which was disrespect. With no shame whatsoever, smack him across the face. He punched him once across, like, in the eye and gave him a black eye. In public? In the smoking area. my God. Okay. So, you know, and Nick, honestly, is the fucking user. Like, he lives with his, and I find these things out years later, but, like, he lives with his former Coke dealer. Who, like, Mm -hmm. launders money in Vegas with gambling? Like, the the things that you find as an adult in retrospect, like, clueless at the time. And granted, I mean, part of it's my ignorance because, like, I blatantly believe lies that now I know much better. But, like, when you care about people, you want to believe them for the better.
1: Always. It doesn't matter who you are. You always have blinders on until you're out of the situation.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Nick conned me plenty of times. Like, oh, my ex, Zach. Who is a genuine, amazing... Cute as hell sweetheart mm-hmm. would be like Zach had a tantrum. Zach broke my camera and my iPad for work and he did photography stuff and editing and yeah. like, and he worked with like some motocross teams, I think at one point. And so I was like, okay, I think I may be given him a grand or like 1100 over like a year and a half.
2: Mm-hmm. Now we
0: are friends longer, but like over the year and a half of him asking for stuff, never seen a cent back. He's even had clothes of mine to let him borrow. Never seen it back. I mean, he's a user, whatever. But I dropped him because I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. Austin was single. We'd spend time at the bars and club together. And Austin would kind of drop a lot of hints. Like, you know, like, you're such a sweet guy. Like, you're definitely someone I should be around. Da, 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 da. And like the, the shoulder touches and shit like that. And granted, we were young. Like, I was in my early 20s. Daddies were buying us drinks. Mm. Sometimes buying him two drinks and he gives me one. Like yeah. it, was, it was a whole thing. But... At one point, he got God. What was it? Was it I'm trying to think when the relationship before or after that? No. So he then got engaged. Okay. I met this guy just
1: Listen to a different guy.
0: Hundred percent. Little five four two or five two five four little guy. Like, clearly a juicer, and by juicer I mean the steroids. Like he was roided out. Little tiny. I like to call him a little matchbox kid. He was just so playable. <laughs> yes. Little arms. Little, little GI Joe. Um, granted, he's been to jail for money. I think money laundering. His big thing was he would take credit card a credit card scanner in Vegas and just steal people's cards and just live in Vegas for months at a time. And he's, oh, my God. Mind you, gay man with two kids from, like, okay. way beyond. Yeah. And different state families taking care of them. And he's here doing drugs, stealing money, like... So I, fi- I knew this stuff out when they were together. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, no. like uh, He didn't want Austin to be friends with me. So Austin shut me out. We stopped talking for several months. They end up calling off the engagement. I don't remember if it's because he went to jail again. Mind you, the amount of time I've known him, I think he's been to jail five times. So I don't know. I mean, he was gone for some reason. And I flew to Chicago for... Uh, family wedding Mm -hmm. and on the flight back i was in i think it was in uh dallas airport layover and he calls me he's like oh no rewind because there was important part before i left for this trip the night before we were at big shots on altora road in lake forest and walked me to my car and i left the next morning like i left six hours later on my flight so i literally like no sleep yeah he tells me you know like I'm going to miss you. i about you. Like, I, I kind of like you. I want to figure things out. Like, okay. And gave me a kiss night. Okay. While we're doing this, his ex-fiance is watching us from the car. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. We both get texts after the kiss. For the record, the kiss was worth the creepiness because the kiss is a good kiss. Only time I ever got a good kiss from him. Such a bad person. <sighs>
1: uh, roll back. Roll it back.
0: No. So bad. So, I, I'm... Fast forward to me flying back. He calls me and he's like, never really thought about things. And you're an amazing guy. Like you're sweet. You're loyal, caring, compassionate. All the things I obviously know I am now. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you're honestly the type of person I should be with. Red flag, everyone. If someone tells you that they want to be with you because you're the type they should be with, Mm -hmm. it's not what they want. It's what they think they want. Ignore that red flag. Came back. We dated six months together for me drinking took a whole new turn. So he was dealing with the trauma of his ex to the point, like when we started, like when I came back, we were boyfriends. Like we just jumped into it. Cause we were yeah. like, I like you like you. Yes. Young, stupid gays, yeah. you know? So he told me I need to take things slow because even though I want to be with you, I'm still recovering from the trauma of my ex. Respect it. Get it. You yeah. communicated more than most. So, we did the whole dating thing. Very and good. there was... It got to the point that we would each have a 750 milliliter of Sirac a night. Every night. Like, I would spend almost every night at his house. Like, I went to home. Like, I granted, I didn't know DUI status here. But, like, I would drink early, be drunk. By the time I sobered up, time to go home. But... And we would not even be wasted. Like, and. That's
1: like insane to me. When I
0: got, went to bars, my bar tabs were over $300. Holy shit, dude. And, you know, it got really bad because things evolved even further. So like he was a heavy drinker because I was with him. I started drinking. Mm-hmm. Then we started stealing. And I say this because the statute of limitations is up. Okay. To not go to jail. Yeah. But we shoplifting. Like, we would... This boy, I have never... Have you seen the giant Grey Goose bottles? The ones that are like the size of the life-size Barbies? Yes, that are like- yes. So he literally walked out of Walmart with a Grey Goose one. Literally grabbed it, picked it up, walked out the exit to my car.
1: I, I wish I ever could see my face.
0: <laughs> now, I saw him from my car, so at the time I thought he bought it. And he tells me by the time I get to this place, look what I just jacked. I'm like, what? So a lot of the time, I... I did turn a blind eye. Like, I was like, if I don't see it, I don't know it. Was in denial. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm also in love. Da, da, da. But we stole a bunch of shit. And granted, I ended up like... Like the good, cute, little, curly-haired boy I am. I went back. And I paid for the shit I stole.
1: Shut the fuck up.
0: Girl, you don't even want to know how much I had to pay back. Like, they didn't charge me interest. But I'll tell you this much. Over... Because the the stealing occurred for longer than a year, even though we're only together three months. And 13000
1: So what do you... That's fucking insane. But so what do you do? So you steal something, right? You Say you stole that bottle of wine, that Grey Goose bottle. You go back and you just tell them you stole it and they're like, okay.
0: I, so I literally went back in and I was like, can I talk to your head of human resources? This is about um, your theft problem and I would like to confront you about it. And I just, honest. I'm like, I was in a toxic relationship. I was put in a situation to comply with stealing. I allowed it. I have stolen from you guys and deprived you of income. I would like to settle the difference. It took me about 14 months. I paid it off. Wow. But, I I mean, I, because I, every time we stole, I kept a log. I. It was on my conscience, like
1: yeah because you're a good person you're not and we to did be. it
0: we did it later on in life too like because our friendship was on and off for a lot well it was mostly on but like how deep i was in was on and off yeah and i mean i still went back and i paid for a bunch of our stuff like it just it, the weight of it was too much and then i was also scared that i would get busted and banned from my walmart down the street i'm like i like my walmart you're it's convenient. be hilarious. It, the, con- the convenience was nice. And this was before I discovered Amazon. Yes. So, I mean, you know. In Lake Forest, everything's within a mile of each other. Yep. If I got to drive to a foothill,
1: mm-hmm. no.
0: Nah, I'm nah, not going to foothill. Too
1: far. I ain't going to a- drive 15 minutes.
0: Granted, I would still drive there from Corona Del Mar for their In-N-Out. Because our In-N-Out in Corona Del Mar or Newport is right next to UCI. 60 car line. Takes over an hour.
1: Dude, El Toro In-N-Out.
0: I'm going to In-N-Out tonight. But... Back to Sorry. Austin. <laughs> ADHD, yay. Oh, I need a drink for more.
1: We love it. We love it. No, keep drinking. Keep drinking. Uh,
0: I swear I was going to go in an hour in Austin, so I'm trying not to. But, oh, I have to look at my well you,
1: can do like a fi- well, you can do like a finalized wrap-up and then move on to...
0: Well, I mean, it's almost done, I guess. So, we stole... There was... I mean, he had stalkers. He had sugar daddies. And I enabled him because I was like, if you're going to want sugar daddies, that's fine. Huh. Because he financially was in an issues. And I was like, okay. And it came to my birthday. Mind you, we're together at this point. Well, Austin decides to go make out with a sugar daddy, who's like 80 plus. Also makes out with a drag queen. And then at the time... Also has kids, by the way. Then, I mean, Austin doesn't have kids. The drag queen and the daddy oh, were completely it- different. Now, the, the the crazy ex-fiance, he vanished. I don't even know what... I- jail. Let's just say jail cuz okay, okay. I know I've known he's been to jail several more times since. So Austin then calls my ex best friend Nick, who Austin has a restraining order on. Mm. Well, 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 when all of Austin's friends are like, "Hey, where's Austin?" cuz they're there for my birthday cuz all his friends love me. Yeah. I go looking around, I bust him making out with each person, and I go back like I had confronted him each time. And then going back to the table because I'm not letting his friends see that he's a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> on your birthday.
0: Oh, well, nothing like at the bar I work at having my ex-boyfriend make out with his ex or my boyfriend make out with his ex-boyfriend in front of me on my birthday as he has a restraining order on him. Very
1: so, good.
0: I'm already a whole bottle deep of, God, what was it? What think they used to say? Uh, Stoli vodka. Okay. And come up, backhand, bitch slap across the face. He drops to the ground. All my friends know me. I am not violent. Like, I'm not Buddhist, but, like, you might as well think of me as Buddha because, like, I don't believe in physical violence. Yeah. So I spent three days locked in my room just hating myself that I laid hands on someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, he pretty much, like, was ready to force himself to come over to my house to confront me. I, I said I wasn't ready. Lo and behold, she's on the other foot. I want him back. I'm like, we talked about shit and I was so in love. And he's beautiful. Like, he's gorgeous. Well, he's like, let's just be friends. He became super ho. Had another friend. They do a bunch of drugs. I mean, you know, typical little fuckboy shit. And he... I don't remember what exactly happened, but we had a falling out and didn't talk for a year. And right after our fight magically my car is keyed on every single panel (laughs) oh yeah it was while i was at work so it was a whole thing which the footage showed someone who looked awfully like him but i didn't want to like yeah you know i still loved him didn't want to deal with it we became friends again and like he knows love we hooked up like maybe three four times since like very drunk things yeah but I mean, he just got toxic. I mean, he would drop the N word. Like, that was his favorite word. Like, full pronunciation. Obviously, I'm not going to say it because that's just a vile word. And then when we were a mixed company, because my roommate, who's also my best friend, is black. And his other close friend was black. He would say Nuggles. That would be his code word for it. Oh my God. And he would literally, like, I'd dr- be driving and he would see a black person with their window down next to me, poke his head out of the car, like, just screaming racist land. Like, This Trump's perfect child of racism. Uh. Yeah, and it's just like, and he he loved my friends, like he loved my black friend, like. So it's it wasn't necessarily like hate. It was just I call it white ignorance, because like it's just so much self entitled. And he's gone through a lot of shit, which baffles me, because it's not like he was raised with privilege. He has gone through a lot of trauma, which, granted, in retrospect, can explain his behavior, but. It got to the point that he got his third DUI. And the third DUI, to be frank with you, I don't even think it was a BS situation. I was at my boyfriend's house at the time, literally one block from his. And he came over. We had a bottle of wine split between us. Three hours later, he drove after mm-hmm. the last drop was consumed. We had dinner. We had water. Yeah. And I've seen the the police report. The police report says there was pills all over his floor. Granted, he does have eighty. ADHD medication and anti-anxiety medication but they're never in his car they said it was all over the vehicle he was slurring his words and he was coherent when I left so it was a it was an interesting arrest but the first time he got a DUI he didn't go to jail the second time he did and I visited him for like the three months every weekend Mm -hmm. and I'm such an empath that I took it upon myself I ended up in the hospital more than once because I just couldn't handle the anxiety. And I told him, next time you go to jail, I'm not going to visit you. I'll do the phone calls, but mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't do it. Went to jail again.
2: Shocker. Yeah.
0: And, you know, when he got out, this his one of his hookups would visit him every week. And this guy is in love with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Needless to say, this guy is now helping pay his lawyer fees and all this stuff. And he's told me plenty of times, like, I don't like him. The sex is good, but I don't give a shit about him. I don't even want to be with him. And this guy is the type, like, Austin is, a, has admitted to being an alcoholic and a substance abuser. Is in a recovery program. And this guy's got, like, a weed vape pen smoking in front of his face. Like, hmm. blowing smoke at him. So And a drinking in front of him. So, like, yay, great. So, so there's, like, no
1: respect on the other end either. No. Yeah.
0: Like, he tried to convince Austin to have his best friend, like Anthony's best friend, be his sponsor. Tommy, what does it sound appropriate that someone who's a month out of a program have a sponsor that's their boyfriend's best friend that's telling them that they should stay together? One of the first tenets of being in the program is no relationships or changes in relationship status in the first year. Yeah. So it's just toxic. And Austin, like I was his Christina to his Meredith Gray. He would tell me everything. Yeah. And he told me to want to be with him. And at that point, I, it just churned me in. I ended up sending him like this 10-page letter. Not really 10, like three or four. Mm-hmm. Single-spaced. <sighs>
1: it's like and being I, back in college.
0: 100%. Co- college was double-spaced for me, girl. You're not that... you only a year older than me. Shh.
1: B- bitch, I'm 30! I...
0: Well, we can edit your age out, right? Oh wait! It's,
1: they all know I'm thirty. Oh. I literally was telling people about my funeral when I was thirty. I was like, "Y'all be wearing, you're gonna be wearing like sneakers to my funeral,
0: all black." I'll wear neon matters. and leggings. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I sent him this email. And I'm like, "To be frank with you, I've really evaluated this now, mind you. At this time, I had rekindled my friendship with my bestie, who I call wifey. Yep, she's yep. my person, and she really showed me what real friendship and loyalty and a healthy balance is. And I just told him like." The reason I've tolerated so much of this stuff is because I've come to terms that I'm still in love with you. I still want to be with you. Mm -hmm. I can't accept and tolerate all these things that you're doing and using people. So I'm just letting you know, like, with the way things are now, I can't be associated with you. And deep in my heart, I was like, I want him to just be like, I love you. I love you still. Like, I want to be with you. Obviously, that's not what happened. He's still with Anthony. They signed a lease together. Mm-hmm. They have two dogs together. One of my former best friends is now his best friend because she thought she didn't have to choose sides. And she's blatantly, like, ghosted me for him. And I'm just like, she's also a fucking drug addict. So I was like, okay. We see the
1: relationship there, yeah. I
0: mean, this was all happening during COVID. So COVID to me was like being isolated. I really got to see people for who they were. Yeah. And I was like... I need to do what's best for me, mm-hmm. which then led to the way change. Cause I was like, Austin had a nickname for me. He had a few, he would call me juice Cause my grandparents are German Jew Holocaust survivors. And my mom is Puerto Rican and Mexican, or he would uh, call me uh, fat Jew to the point that his owner of his empanada, empanada maker right off Crown Valley in Mission Viejo, they would greet me calling me FJ in the door. Because he would talk about you like that? Yeah. And because the owner is this pretty much, you know, like sexual predator that h- hires these like fresh out of high school, 18 year old. It's interesting. Again, the thing is, I know as an adult now just baffle my mind. So Austin then sent me an email an hour later, no, a text an hour later tells me because of me, he has just lost 90 days of sobriety and is drinking by the pool and then blocks me from everything. This fool won't even block his stalkers. Who I am blocks 100%. you? 100%. So that was salt on the wound. So I was just like... And then, you know, dropped him for several months. And then I decided as the stupid, gentle person I am, the only thing I wasn't blocked on was Snapchat. So I let him know if he wants closure or talk about the letter, I am willing to meet and converse about it. Mm-hmm. This fucker like blew me off like literally eight different times. To the point that I finally was like, block, done, boom. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just being in that situation where someone is constantly demeaning you, calling you fat, Jew, ugly, disgusting. And I found out, too, whenever we met people and I was like, hey, can you wingman for me? These people have confronted me now and told me, without knowing that we're no longer friends, Austin went up to them and sabotaged everything. (laughs) Like, he told people I wasn't interested, that I was straight, that I had HIV... Oh, girl. Like,
1: what the fuck?
0: Disgusting. Like, he wanted me to be worshipping him. Essentially, is what... A narcissist,
1: we love it. What?
0: I didn't even think about that. But, yeah. So, I mean, I cut ties with him, and I started focusing all my time on, like, my new... Not my new, my old friends, but the rekindled friendships of healthy dynamics. Mm hmm And I just started eating healthy. Yeah. We would go to the gym together, and then 75 pounds later, you know, like... And I'm still like pursuing further goals with my fitness, but uh, there was a certain point where I was like, the dead weight's gone because mm-hmm. like we would work out together and I would outlift him and everything. Like, yeah. and he just would demean me. And I was like, well, which okay. is crazy.
1: You look so good. Like it's, I mean, I tell you this, I feel like all the time, but like you he literally hasn't seen
0: me like this, yeah. which is fine. Cause I literally have fantasies about meeting up with him and just being like looking hot as shit Dude, and him you're... trying to talk to me and le- I have a vivid imagination. I don't know if I would bitch lap, pour my drink, but then again, I would probably have an expensive drink that I wouldn't want to waste, pour his drink on his head, or do what I used to do and just sweep his legs out from under his feet and just make him fall.
1: I feel like it'd be the last one.
0: Honestly, probably because my drink has got to stay intact. Cause... Yes.
1: And you're not very violent, so.
0: Well, my roommate is teaching me kickboxing. I suck. That's okay. But I suck at learning patterns and I... And like I flail when I block, but my roommate has learned the hard way that I can kick. I used mm. to compete internationally in soccer, so exactly. she was like, "Hey, give me one, one hundred, a percent." And I'm so reserved with hitting her because like she's five four, beautiful blonde. I'm like, I want to hit my friend, so I smoked a little weed. I'm like, that'll loosen me up. I'm more comfortable yeah. with hitting you. Will I kick her? Seventy five percent. The next day, all her arms look like she's just got into a brawl, just bruised up and down. Yeah. And I'm just like. I love you. And she's like, you're never allowed to go 100%. So yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, so that's the story that has damaged me the most. I did tell you... I had two particular stories to tell you. You so did. You, you told to...
1: me to remind you and I have a pea brain. I mean, I
0: wrote it down. Back. Do you want to know about the stalker story or my latest date from hell?
1: Mm, go stalker story first, and then I want to know latest after.
0: So when I was a baby gay, like... Granted, I was sheltered as can be. So, like, 15 years old, I had my first gay experience. I hooked up with someone from the water polo team. Cute. Oh, and it was during, like, spring break. So, he's over all week when my dad was out of town. He's disgusting now.
1: Okay, honestly, nothing counts when you're 15 years old. Oh, God. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Well, uh, (laughs) where was I going with this? Oh, my God. Stalker. Oh, Stalker. Thank you. So, I had, like, many kids myspace well my dad worked for department of defense and like CIA yeah yeah, he did a bunch of tech stuff for security Mm -hmm. software so like my dad was a helicopter parent Mm -hmm. so I couldn't have social media so I snuck on myspace I made a fake account another water polo players fixture like wasn't really much cuter than me but I was like hey 100% 100% because I I wasn't out I didn't even know what gay was so trying to figure things out yeah and so I pretended it was my brother named Gary so I would use my real pictures, like after the segue, to be like, "Ah, you're not really my type, but like you may go for my brother." Mm-hmm. About this guy Ryan, and like he, <laughs> I find it hilarious because like he like fed me all this interest and then cut me dry a week later, and I was obsessed because it was the first guy I was attracted to. Like I borrowed my friend's phone every lunch, called him, left him a voicemail. Mm-hmm. This happened for a month, every day for a month, and what was so bad is. He was, it was to the point that he was making these long voicemail answering machine notes in response to my last voicemail of, like, please just know. Mind you, the whole time he's doing this, he's trying to hook up with someone that I'm now kind of friends with. Yeah. So, like, it's funny to reflect on that. We eventually start dating. He's 18. I'm 15. My dad's, like, trying to shut that shit down. Yeah. Well... We, you know, as kids, we think we know everything all the ways. I tried all the things, I failed. Mm. So we had a, a a very failed secret relationship. Ryan Smith, craziest little fucker I right know.
1: The most white name ever,
0: right? Oh, and he's white as shit. Ugh,
1: disgusting.
0: Like he is like very much like that type of person that you would see passing by you and never just like pay attention. Like he was just a, another person, in average
1: guy, until
0: he smiled. Then it was like predatory. It was creepy. Like, I, it made me uncomfortable at times, too.
1: Have you seen Courage the Cowardly Dog, that, like, yes. hair-cutting episode, where the creepy blonde guy that was like,
2: well, well, and oh he, my like, God, takes no. Courage,
1: and he takes Courage into, like, the bathroom, and he, like, shaves him, but he has this, like, creepy smile that I can never get out of my head. Like, it is, like, so haunting, because it's, it's just so, cr- yeah, it's, like, cringeworthy. But that's
0: what <sighs> I think of. His smile was more like Beetlejuice.
1: Oh. although With the
0: disgusting teeth.
1: I saw the musical. I hope you know. So good. Was on Broadway. Glorious? On Broadway, it was literally the best thing I've ever paid for.
0: I became friends with this guy that's um the guy that dresses people during the show. Okay. I don't know what um, that is. Whatever he does. What but he's a dresser. Where does he put that? He's a dresser for um, yeah, yeah, the musical be. Aladdin. Oh, and so, and I'm like, he lives in New York City. I'm like, if I visit you, can you please hook me up? Please. I'll go with you. Jake, if you're hearing this, please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Lord. Oh, stalker. So, Ryan and I dated, and so, like, we broke. I, sophomore year happened, I had a 1.675 GPA. I put my life around this Wait,
1: guy. 1.6, okay. Yeah,
0: so below a 2.0, I was failing out. Now I was supposed to go to CIF for sports. So, that's how we found out a CIF physically came to the campus and was like, hey, you have an ineligible candidate. We yeah. have to formally let you know. Well, at that point, I was like, my folks helped. I was coddled with high school, so like yeah. I either didn't have to do homework because I was an athlete, or my folks would help me do my project. So I really just stunted myself, and I was a horrible student. I just I developed bad habits that I didn't grow out of for years later. Sure. And well, I went to military school, which was my choice: Army, Navy Academy, and Carlsbad. My mom's client's son went there, and I went to the campus. I chose to go there. Beautiful. Who wouldn't want to live at the beach with a private yeah. beach? Like, and my teachers were on campus. So I'm the type where like, I need to ask you a question and they lived on campus. So yes. worked out. So I broke things off to move, start a relationship with a guy named Victor. Victor was 25. I know a 15 year old and a 25 year old is not the best thing. Mm-hmm. God, he was hot. Emo hair, uh, go-go dancer.
1: At the time. Absolutely. Yes. I
0: mean, Stella Kimbaki's hot as hell.
1: He's dead,
2: though.
0: <laughs> it's, it's part of the story. So, moving forward, um, Victor and I dated, like, as a young child. I'm going to marry you one day. I love you. Did And he fed this shit up. Well, I knew his... They lived not far from campus. I knew his roommate. Um, was, I think his roommate's name was Raphael. And, mm-hmm. like, I would send him emails while at school. And instead of calling him Victor, I would say Vicky. So, like, none of my classmates knew. yeah. Well, I just all of a sudden find out that from Victor that Raphael is dating Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan still had the password to my email, hacked my email, and was reading all her emails and then found Raphael's number and created an account in their area and just started pursuing him. Well, Ryan's malicious intent led to, which pisses me off because couldn't be persecuted for it, but... Raphael committed suicide hanging himself from the banister and said due to the, the traumas he's dealt through the last few days has led him to this point. In Victor's house. Holy shit. And so I get Victor telling me, like, he's done. Because he's like, I can't, like, he's found me through you. Like, if he did this to my friend who was perfectly fine, like, I'm scared. Try to pursue Victor for months. It it fizzled. Like, he just vanished eventually. Um, and Ryan, like, Mind you, this all happened my sophomore year. I then had a whole engagement situation was relationship long term. My folks still don't know that I was with someone for four years. And the whole marriage thing happened.
1: Do you want to do like a brief touch on that?
0: Yeah, we will go to that. You, you so, don't have to. No, I mean, have, like, no, I mean it's, it's pretty basic. I mean, Riley and I met when I was 16. And so there were some overlapping relationships that happened because we had breaks. And we were together there was rings he proposed well it was thanksgiving when this technically all happened because i got home and we spent 11 or 14 hours on the phone straight and just just i've never clicked with someone like that so i was like i just can see myself marrying you one day as a teenager you know you think your love is the future forever
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we continued like talking on and off um and through the victor thing like he was still in the picture as a friend but i mean when victor and i were doing bad he would pop back in the picture and just be like I mean he was always around but like you could tell like he was like trying to seize the opportunity but he was always respectful He's like I'm here for you and I care about you but he never like crossed a line
2: mm-hmm.
0: well um, Riley and I ended up being together and my roommates like they just found out about all of this so wow. I really was private about it but uh, it was right after prop 8 happened um, after I turned 18 we went to the courthouse domestic partnership and uh he traveled a lot for work and he actually ended up uh well traveling a lot there was a lot of trust issues and i'm like if we've been together this long it's year four at this point if you can't trust me then we can't be together like what's the point yeah well then he decided to take a desert eagle 44 magnum to his head and shot himself and i mean he was buried in new Orleans. I don't even know where his plot is. Like, I don't even know the cemetery because his family blames me. I mean, my parents still don't even know that we were ever together. Like, Because my folks are very private people and I always respected that. And we were, it was hard for my folks to adjust to the gay thing. My mom was raised Catholic, my dad was raised Jewish. Like they were very conservative homes. They've always supported me and always told me they love me. They've told me they struggle sometimes with my decisions But they love me and that they're trying, which is true. Um, But I mean, I just never felt like to share it with them. And then he passed and I still never did. I mean, it's to the point like, I think I'm such an optimist now because of him, because I literally could see him going like, if you mourn me for years, I will kick you in the balls every night while you're sleeping. (laughs) Like we just had that kind of personality and he was just great and bubbly. And so like, you know, I grieved it. I took a year to grieve properly, I dated and everything, but um yeah, I mean we we went through that, but um we had a few few spots in our relationship with I mean which is kind of blurry to be frank with you with the start of Victor cuz they kind of overlapped it for a bit cuz I was just <coughs> figuring it out, but yeah. um we were together and on my 18th birthday Ryan calls and he's like guess who's not here to protect you anymore? Like little creepy what voice and be fuck? like guess what? You're 18. You're mine now. Like, I went white. I was sitting out of my dorm room. I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, Ryan just – because my folks had filed a restraining order for me because just things had escalated so much with him. And because he was 18 and I was a minor, they could get a restraining order on my behalf.
1: Did you oh, okay? So you had proof because I remember. So there was an ex that I tried to get a restraining order against, and they basically were like, "You need like X, Y, and Z proof of you like legally saying that don't contact me again." Which like I had, I had literal like printouts of him harassing me, and it still wasn't enough. So like I was wondering kind of at what he point... sent
0: threatening letters to the house.
1: Oh, so like, it was like extreme
0: mailed to my parents. Like yeah. so, there was one point where my folks would take my phone, and this is back before iPhone. So the this is back. Do you remember the chocolate? phone mm, the sliding mm-hmm. one. Mm. Oh, i had the night the red one it's i had like- the knockoff nikon one that still slid like that yeah and my dad when i was in trouble would take my memory card out of my phone he was smart he's a tech guy like taking the phone whatever take the memory card and this is before you could do like iMessage and shit yeah so he just like i gave him my phone book once i just copied all 800 contacts in my phone book it was like here gave it to him and he took that. And because, you know, when you have a partner, you if your friends sometimes vent things to you, like you talk to your partner for, you know, counsel.
1: Yeah.
0: i shared a lot with him. Too much. To the point that he called my friends with their dirtiest little secrets. And then mailed my dad and sent my space profiles. Like, S- your son is pretending to be someone else. Did- or no, he's stealing someone's identity. Like, there was just oh broadness. He even sent stuff to my dad's corporate office. My dad's an executive at IBM.
1: Sorry for anybody hearing a stupid dog bark in the background. This dog is so obnoxious. Uh, I
0: you love know dogs what? I'm like, I could totally pee. I'm like, my bladder's full enough where I could pee on this dog and it would shush. Assert dominance. Out of all the things I've read from getting a dog, because I'm getting one in October, it's been about asserting dominance. Because I'm getting a herding animal. It's a yeah. corgi, so it's like, so jokingly in my mind, I'm like, "They're bitch, pee on them." Yeah. Obviously, I will not pee on my dog, but I no, mean, like,
1: your pee is about to come after you. Yeah.
0: so okay, i don't even back know back. how to respond to that um
1: so executive at ibm
0: yeah so i mean he started letters. harassing us, my folks got a restraining order he called and i just i called my dad and my dad had government work at the time so yeah i mean my dad was the I call my dad the dosakis guy because okay. he's done everything the stoplight software that runs mm-hmm. our intersection stoplights mm-hmm. my dad helped design missile guided software all the government security system my dad worked on at one point. Cool guy. Okay. My dad developed Predictus, which was the original program that was patented for iTunes. Fuck it
1: up. My dad we was love one man. week
0: behind patenting DVR. Damn. And he's also a two-time former. He, he. I can't remember if he was a spare for the Olympics or he just made it to final rounds of trials. He's literally just a perfect human. My dad, 100%, lived in four years of Japan, doing gymnastics with the gymnasts there. Of course he did. Like, he ordered, he's that person that orders sushi in full Japanese.
1: Oh, how many languages does he speak?
0: I don't even know. I'm pretty sure he only speaks one. He just knows enough Japanese to order sushi. But my dad literally has done everything where, like, I told him, he turned 64 this year, 63. I'm like, please, write your memoirs. Like, yes i was like and then let me sell that shit <laughs>
1: you can, you can, yeah i have him sell so many and i think that people would definitely invest because he's got i mean if you've got if you've done enough to like really like move society forward which he has why wouldn't you document it
0: he's about to retire and so my dad was so do you know what watson is
1: what do i
2: know what the,
0: what? watson is the first technically official artificial intelligence robot IBM developed it it actually competed against all the former jeopardy winners and won my god okay So my dad's team developed Watson like the software that tracks people who steal your identity My dad like my dad does everything he is tight, But so he handled it Ryan disappeared Two three years later Ryan pops back in my life while I'm in college Dating my classmate now granted I don't want to sound vain but some people are gonna give me grief for this. I know someone's gonna say I'm an asshole for saying this. I was hot as shit at the time. I competed in soccer, water polo, and swimming all at the same time. Yeah. I was fit as can be. And I'm 5'8. Yet all of a sudden, he's dating this 5'1, 280 pound musician. I mean, it just, I don't know if he's just, he doesn't have a type, but it was just so radical. But all of a sudden, this guy, Kirk, is like talking to me. And he keeps bringing up Ryan's name. Yeah. All of a sudden I have Ryan in my DMs and I'm just like, what? And like, there's a lot of messages like where he's like, oh, I missed a sec. I'm just like, cringe. Granted, he's gone now. But I mean, that was, let me think about this. That whole thing started when I was 15, 16. And I think I finally got rid of him when I was 23 or 24. Lord. I'm like thinking about the PTSD affiliated with that. I'm like... I have PTSD for you.
1: Like hearing about all these stories, like I... So this might be like a little aggressive, but like have you ever gone to like therapy to like manage all the emotions that have happened like with the past relationships? Because I feel like it's a lot. I
0: mean, yeah. So I mean, I'm the person that believes everyone should do therapy. Yes. I... So when I was six, my folks dynamic and I... Actually, I was maybe 13. Um... I am very much my mother and father's son where, like, I'm the same of both of them, but they have nothing in common with each other. Like, my mom is the artistic, hairstylist, you know, painter, visionary, and my father is a type A, organized, engineer, clean freak. Like, they're so polarly... They work together now, but... I think like every marriage goes through the honeymoon years and then they go through the few years of trauma, adjusting, figure out what the hell they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then it's great from there. I think everyone hits the shitty phase. Mm-hmm. And my folks hit that shitty phase at some point. And I told them like, it was my birthday. I cried in my bed and my dad just, he didn't know how to communicate with me because I was just so my mom's son at the time that he just didn't know. And I eventually told my mom, like, I feel broken. I'm like, daddy doesn't get me. Like, I just, I think we need therapy. And I begged for a little while and my folks were like, you know what? Let's do family therapy. So I had individual sessions and family sessions and it essentially came down to is we have different communication styles and we learned how to communicate with each other and what each other's love languages are. And they, my folks, I had never seen held, hold hands, ever. Now my f- folks are at the point where, like, they're holding hands. They're going on dates. Oh. Like, the doors closed in their room because mm-hmm. my folks just keep the doors open. I'm like, look at who's all romantic. My dad giving my mom flowers. And I'm like, aw. But, uh, I, it, therapy was wonderful. Like, I begged for it. And when I went to military school, I hated my therapist because he was honestly very aggressive. Yeah. But, I mean, I kept with it. Even now I do, I have once a month sessions. Because I like, I believe having a non-biased third party that is being paid triggers something in your mind. Because when it's a friend giving you advice, you'll hear it, you'll understand it, but you won't apply it. When you're investing money into someone who has a license in it, you're like, okay, they're telling me as a higher individual what I need to do to better myself. And so I keep doing that and... I think it's great. Like, again, one of my roommates is a therapist. My other one, we've talked about therapy. And, like, we all agree, like, it's great maintenance for the soul. Because I think everyone is innately have a degree of self-sabotage. We just get in our heads too much. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I'm still single. <laughs> There's
1: I a like- reason why.
0: Before, how long How long were you single, like, legit single before Bradley?
1: Yes, Brad. So, Ooh, got it.
0: Was so, it was it fuckface from the bar that?
1: Wait. So I actually have no negative hesitations to my to my ex. I
0: don't care. I have blind loyalty to you. You, fuckface.
1: I love you.
0: It's also so, gonna remember his name. But was that the last official boyfriend you had? That
1: was the last official. So my ex Four and I had years been ago? together. No, my
0: um, it's was it 2018.
1: Cool. 2000. So it's not last november is i believe when we
0: no no you broke up with him before covid
2: uh, yeah, i know I because like
0: him. we talked about it like you're like you told me about it the following week that you were disputing yeah ending things and we had talked about it while you were working the front desk and i was in my office
1: that's <laughs> right okay so it wasn't last november but there was november before that so like maybe,
0: 2019 like right before yeah.
1: so maybe a year and a half almost two years yeah almost two years um, so we had been together almost four years, I think when you had met him, we, and I think maybe a month or two after that, we had broken up. Cause at yeah. that
0: point it I was, like, was like, like two months later. Cause we talked about it a while.
1: Yeah. So we had, and I had like reservations and stuff. And I think that like, I was starting to like, really think about like my breakup for some time. And I think that you and I had talked about it. I talked about it with like some other people, like when I was at tech space and I was like in so many different transitions in my life, like. I was between, like, a career transition. I was in friendship transitions. I was, like, thinking about this relationship and what it meant long term. Because, you know, you get into, like, four years and you're like, what does this really mean? Like, if you don't have real commitment from somebody, like, what, like, how are you supposed to, like, navigate those waters? And, like, I was really looking for a partner that could, like, truly communicate the way that I needed to. That really, like, again, was, like, truly committed to me and, like, was really willing to show that, you know? Why is
0: it so hard to find someone that can communicate? Like, legit. Mm -hmm. Like, 100% reflecting most of my dating issues are people can't communicate. I really, I mean, I don't know if it's because I have the gift of gab or I just don't shut the hell up, but like I don't think it's hard to be like how you're talking to me is making me feel this way or I can't do like, yeah, communicate. it literally I'm like, you could save yourself Mm -hmm. so much time of a discussion to be like, a text like, hey, honestly, I'm just not feeling like hanging out tonight versus Mm -hmm. ghosting. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, for the record, Brad's face is 10 times cuter than your ex's. Your, your ex had great arms and a good chest.
1: You're, I cannot with you. They they both have amazing qualities. Um,
0: your I, ex was nice. I yes. mean, for the record, when I say fuck face, yeah. it really went is because yes. I, I don't remember his name. And to be frank, he's irrelevant to my life because by the time <laughs> you and I were like, that was the first time we had yeah. seen each other outside of work. Yeah and no, I already sure. loved you for shit like you were That's, you are yeah. my MVP but we talked all the time so we you already told me you were gonna end things so I was like I was already disengaged yeah. Brad I'm like I see on your story and I'm like for the record I die for your Instagram stories because I'm like you need someone that has for the record if any of you don't know and this is your first <laughs> channel or episode listening to she is the bubbliest funniest goofball ever she is professional and gorgeous to a T she's my favorite Russian <laughs> But you're a goofball. I mean, you really are. So yeah. are you seeing your, like, when you guys were, what was it, like, um, um, Solvang, I think you guys went to? We or? were
1: San Francisco. So it was, like, up north, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, for the record, my roommate, who is the culinary chef, and she has all these y'all places, I have your San Diego, downtown San Diego list for you. Yes, give it to places. me. Yes. But, um, now, like, just seeing your guys' jokey banter back and forth and your posts, honestly, like, I'm not, Oh, he's not here yet. He's not here yet. But legit, like, I could see someone with that dynamic with you being long-term. I'm not going to say marriage because that's pressure shit. But, like, I could definitely see that kind of person pushing you to thrive in a relationship. Versus before, like, when we... You never would bring Brad... Or, not Brad. You wouldn't bring up your ex. Does he have a letter name? Do we call him that name?
1: Well, we'll just say my ex.
0: Your ex. But, I mean, like... you, he never came up in conversation to be frank remember I thought you were single and I tried hooking you up with the other guy in the building yeah I was ready to ruin his relationship for you like you
1: are hilarious what was his you name you were do you, you still were, talk to him the
0: the co-worker the guy that worked at TechSpace.
1: we're still friends yeah oh, he's so cute he was very cute was if very you're nice.
0: listening you're one of my straight fantasies
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was funny because we would like text about it all the time I was like I was like hey Curtis said you look cute today <laughs> I
0: told him to his face I had zero care the only person yeah. in our building I wanted to like legit go after was Carlos but that's because Carlos dated my friend once upon a time mm-hmm. and he's cute but he's got closet issues I don't I mean he something, does. About, something about damaged goods is sexy because it's just like crazy's good in bed but he always but does. I also know yeah. about all his sex and paid so
1: oh of course that's he was I mean. always like so sweet too and I I remember when he would uh He'd like come up and I'd be like, he'd walk by and he's wearing a nice swearing And I was like, I was like, Carlos, you look really nice today. And then he he'd like, always dressed so cute. And he'd go over and tell the dude that we were talking about earlier. He'd be like, Maria said I look nice today. And he would like, he'd get all weird about it. Cause he had this like weird crush on me. Like when we were at like tech space, but that was just like such a weird turning point in my life. And I think I just like was able to learn a lot, but
0: you're definitely a beyond tech space. I will say that. It's oh. I've nice seen you thrive. <clears throat> yeah, your, your goals. And like I told you, like I'm doing my own podcast because like you inspired me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm looking at getting my physical training certification. Yes. Because I personally have helped so many people with their dietary stuff and everything. Good. Like I love it. I don't want a career out of it, but I would. Like I said before, earlier to you, like my roommate's going to be a life coach. She wants to start her empire, and you know what? My, I don't want to own my own business. I've done it before. I like being a general. You tell me what you need and I'll do it. But don't make me the commander of everything in the world. So she's going to do her life coaching. Um, I'm looking at getting my certification. I may also become a life coach too just to assist her. But like I have my own goals and aspirations. But as a side hustle. Yeah. Looking to do that. And I mean losing. I mean just you've inspired so much. You inspired me to be more fit. You inspired me to be more pretty. More crazy because you you crazy in the best way. You're, <laughs> you're so much fun. I'm such an introvert, not because COVID, but like I'm like I look at your pages. I'm like, ah, oh, I miss Maria, which is funny because you and I have been talking all through the pandemic and everything. And which it's just, is like,
1: it's it is kind of weird because we like you literally DM me every single day. Like I talk to you more than so many people. you you're and fabulous. I, <laughs> I'm not like a huge like I think because I work in social media, I have a hard time being on my phone all the time. But I love communicating. If that makes sense.
0: I mean, I get. Uh, <sighs> I for me I love the connection of a person like but I'm an uh, empath like the vibe is what I thrive off of but like my best friend wifey Mm -hmm. so we played Animal Crossing together and she met two of her other best friends on Animal Crossing one of which is in Canada the other's in New Jersey love it and I now am friends with them I love and adore them we're in a group chat together (laughs) I go to bed I'm the last one to go to bed zero messages i'll wake up from anywhere from 10 to 346 My and gosh. i'm just like no <laughs> anxiety shut down no because it's like too much even still like dating apps yeah. like that's the other thing fuck dating oh god i know your podcast today did not but like i get it it's cursed what? i'm like Ugh. does brad have a gay brother or he does not know does he, he has have a brave very, gay family
1: he has a very straight sister they Does just, she have a gay friend? We'll we'll dig into the network. We'll I, dig into the he's
0: network. He's coming over
1: later.
0: I'm going to <laughs> dive out and be like, Brad, we're homies. I'm your girl's you know, GBF Brad's self-proclaimed.
1: Gonna, <laughs> Brad's going to probably come in like midway through the podcast and be like reading on the couch. We'll just bring... I told him, I was like, just come sit next to
0: us. You're more than welcome. To I'm, like, cr- oh I'm like... I'm like, curtain. the mic's big enough for both of us, Brad. Actually, wait, maybe... It's Stop hating my boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't... See, the best part of me flirting with him is... One, he's not going to do anything. And two, you're going to be cracking the fuck up watching me do this shit. Like, oh, let's yeah. be honest. Dude, it gives the, me all the life in the world. It's like, ugh, there was a game as a kid my folks used to play. Like, who could make who blush first or who laugh first? Mm. Me like, <laughs> no, I don't need to get hit. But, not that Brad would hit me, but like, I don't need to push an envelope. No, no, um, no. Nah, nah. Oh, so my latest to get back to the topic
1: oh my gosh yes 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 give me give me
0: Uh, and after this story I'll have to dash away for a quick second so you can uh spiel a gifter yeah yes 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 but um so my roommates call him Mr. Segway
1: okay so where did you meet him uh,
0: Grinder. okay like I girl I have grinder. I have Hinge Facebook dating Facebook dating is disturbing I just need to complain about the fact that if you're on an app where you match with someone, and if you're the one that chooses to match and you don't send a message, one, you're an asshole. Two, if I then reply to you matching us and you don't respond, you're an asshole. What is the point of matching with someone if you don't wanna talk? Welcome, I'm sorry, Bumble. my profile doesn't unlock dick pics the moment you fucking match with me. Like.
1: You literally now know what Bumble is like. Bro, I've been like
0: on Bumble.
1: Bitches in Bumble for women?
0: There was at one point, I don't know if there still was, but there was a gay, oh.
1: like a man-for-man
0: man option. All apps have them. Like, I mean, okay cupid okay cupid is scum of the year. Uh okay cupid's with grinder. Whores. Whores. Who airs? Who airs.
1: <laughs> okay, real back. Sorry, about my
0: air. mind just went hors d'oeuvres because I was playing with the wharves. The um, segue. So yeah, so I was talking to this guy on and off and like 32, really attractive. Yeah. But he's got these angles in his photos, or it's always a little fuzzy. And I told him, like, honestly, meeting someone new, COVID, I wasn't vaccinated at the time. Yeah. And I'm high risk. So I was like, just wasn't down for it. But he kept stepping into my messages, like, once every few weeks. So it was like, he tried, but he wasn't, like, overbearing. Okay. And I told him one night, I'm like, and I would actually, leading up to this, I'd be like, these are my days, I'm free. He would never respond to the days. And then the next week, hey, when are you free? no it's so stupid man yeah. to quote my roommates and I and I'm so sorry to all males out there but as a male who has had sex with men and women men are trash <laughs> we are lazy individuals now granted there are exceptions so the ones of you that are listening that disagree you could totally be the exception but I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people I mean I want to say people are trash but honestly sure. as a gay male men are trash mm-hmm. I mean my roommates and I literally we 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 document this bullshit. And so I go, when I go on dates and it's shitty, I will stay on a date just for the story of how bad it gets. He's literally got the burn book. This, this guy has reached the newest edition in the burn book. Laid on me. So, I mean, essentially what it led to is he was shitty communication for us to go meet up. I get to his place. He tells me when to be there. And I was like, I'm going to text you when I leave. This is how long it takes me to get to you. Just overly communicating so there's no gap. Yeah. I get there on time. Five minutes actually before I get there, he texts me, hey, can you get alcohol on the way? Can you get Mike's Heart? I'll give you cash for it. Again, as I mentioned before, I do not go on errands for people. Like if I'm coming to meet you, unless if you talk to me about it like the day before or something, yeah. no last minute errands. I don't want to front the bill for anyone because I used to do that. And I will tell you, I have probably spent over 50 grand fronting for people yes. and been shafted. Over the last 10 years. And I just don't want to do it anymore. So I tell him, hey, sorry, already here. And to be frank with you, I was out in such a hurry. I left my wallet at home. Bullshit. I do not leave my wallet at home. I'm not going to leave my ID and card. I like shopping too much. My debit and credit card are always handy. So I get there. I wait 45 minutes. For what? For him. He tells me he's not even home. I'm (laughs) sorry. Yeah, he told me when to come and I told him will you be ready by then and I'm like yeah And I was like, okay, well i'm leaving i'll be there in 45 minutes Not because he was far just because I wanted to give him wiggle time like i'm gonna shower I'll be there in 45. Yeah. like, okay. I'll start getting ready right as I left. He's like, oh wow I'm, not even ready yet. I'm like, well, it, I'll give you 30 minutes Still not ready so I get there and mind you i didn't wait for him specifically like i was like gonna wait five minutes or whatever but i just discovered audiobooks and i was so deep in my book and i was kind of just i dm'd you at one point because yeah. i was like i fucking love you i just randomly as i do can yeah, send yeah, you yeah. from that like mind body page that i love I, on instagram
1: i'm for it all the time <sighs> but, i lol always
0: it's, you know, I love it because I made a new Instagram just private for me and my close people and I just follow all those like mindful pages and yes. I'm just like, yes, feed my soul. But back to, I don't even remember his name, Segway. His name is Segway. Okay, okay. So I'm listening to this audiobook and I'm kind of just doing some stuff on my phone and some personal projects. I lose track of time. It's like 45 minutes. I'm like, oh shit. I turn on my car to leave and he texts me and I'm like, shit, I'm already here. I'm like... He's leaving a shitty first impression, but I always try to give someone the benefit of the doubt. So I'm like, I didn't, he didn't explain like if anything happened. So I don't know if like he had a personal business call, emergency, something like whatever. So I have my AirPod and I'm walking up to this unit and it's a really complex, mazy place. Like it probably took me a good seven minutes of walking through everything and I'm on the phone with my roommate and I'm like, just be on the phone with me until I get there. And I'm like, she also is the one that teaches me how to kickbox. Because she's a formerly ranked fighter in multiple forms of martial arts. So I'm telling her, yeah, I'm walking with the stance you taught me. I'm prepared for anyone to jump me at any angle. And she literally taught me before I left two or three moves to quickly disable him if he jumped me. Like, she prepared me. And so I don't go to random people's houses. Like, I don't meet up, but it's COVID. I don't want to meet up at a bar or something. And I don't want them in my home. So I walk up. This fool gave me instructions, and I get to his door, and he greets me in a towel. Now, as sexy as being as greeted in towel is, for a first date impression, what? girl, <laughs> this... No, no, no. This story gets ridiculous. So I get inside, and all of a sudden... So he has an apartment, and I've... So with apartments, essentially, the general rule of thumb is on your contract, your leasing contract says, you cannot alter the identity of the unit. Which means you can't paint every wall unless you're going to reimburse it. You can't knock out walls. You can't replace all the cabinets. This fool literally did everything. Like, even stripped off the countertop. Like, he did, like as if it's his own condo. What? And he told me he that he just is working on renovating and he's done everything. He showed me the before and after. I'm like, what about your lease? He's like, whatever. I'll just freaking pay it.
1: Oh, what does he
2: do?
0: Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing. So he is a former professional dancer, like Beyonce background dancer, um, Kesha, Britney Spears, supposedly. Well, I looked him up. He has done real work. So he was, and he owns a kid's gymnastics gym. Okay. Very, very successful. Made sure to tell me every fucking second how successful. Of course, of course. So, I mean, like, but I see alcohol bottles all over the top. Like, he's got four, like, 1.5 milliliter vodka bottles. Okay. And I'm just like, is this one wanted me to buy Mike's Hard Lemonades? So, <laughs> okay, we're in there we're other, we're talking, and I do dig his place. I keep telling him how I like it. And I'm like, this is a shitty first impression, but we're conversing. I'm liking the discussions we're talking about because we're talking about mindfulness, different belief systems, because I like to just learn about everything. Yeah. We're talking about his industry, and my dad was a gymnast, so I appreciate the gymnastics conversations. And it yeah. wasn't... Interesting conversation. Wasn't necessarily stimulating, but it was interesting. And he asked me, do I mind if he gets pizza? And he offered to buy pizza for me. And I'm like, I'm really trying to stick to my diet. And I was like, honestly, I'm trying to stick to my meal prep. I appreciate it. But you drink and eat is whatever you want. Like, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. I really didn't care. He's like, okay, do you mind if we pick it up? I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, just down the street. It's like, yeah, just down the street. We can walk. He's like, yeah, that's what I was intending. I didn't want to drive. I'm like, okay. We will. Well. I walk over for the record he has like four or five different segways, like different models there's like the big stand-up one with the rail there's one for each foot there's like the little ones that look like the hoverboards and then there's another one it looked almost like a scooter it was weird okay so as i'm walking the 1.75 miles to domino's he's in his segway doing circles around me And talking about how rich and successful he is.
1: What a fucking weirdo. Okay. Girl,
0: and mind you, looked nothing like his pictures. Okay,
1: lay it on me. What happened? What was the difference? He was...
0: Girl, let me put it this way. It's like when an... Imagine a 60-year-old man uses his angles to hide his wrinkles.
1: Oh, I love a catfish.
0: But granted, so he had plenty of work done in his face, but he... like. Do you watch Real Housewives of Orange County?
1: Very, very loosely. Do you know who Vicky Gundelson is? Nope. So about They always f- used to walk into my old job, my old restaurant job.
0: Okay. Which one was that? The Ranch. Barbecue and Grill. Oh, they're yeah. tri-tip. Yes. So good. So good. But anyways,
1: they used to like walk in and be like, do you know who we are? And all of us would be like, no. Girl, I but work, we knew exactly who they were.
0: I work at a mortgage bank and I do, all our clients are one percenters. And I swear to God, I can't like
1: it's like we don't care we literally get paid like minimum wage like do you think we care
0: i I told him. i've told him kind of times like you're calling me for a service i literally will have people greet me and call me faggot and shit and i'm just like sir i'm just telling you now if you have issues with me just trying to verify the information to get your loan let's be clear our company policy is if you treat us with hostility and racism and prejudice we will terminate your file so if you're gonna have the issue with me we're just gonna cut off here because it's going to waste all of our resources fuck yeah and then the bitches call back and then they're fucking sweet angels and get assigned to my co-worker and i lose money i'm like eh, whatever the company gets business yeah. i mean we've we've been renowned lately in like wall street journal and stuff like we're doing a great job yeah. but people are just so self the richer you get the bigger asshole you get mm-hmm. i mean i'll take a bigger ass but not a bigger asshole but um hey Okay, Lord. back
1: to him not looking like his profile photo.
0: Yeah, I mean he he looked like a sixty year old person with a bunch of Botox and filler work. Okay, and he was like five four. I mean, he, he was attractive, but it was just not my type. Do it, you
1: love? Do you like shorter men? I feel like that's been like a consistent. The high, eh,
0: I don't like taller. So I'm five oh, okay. eight, like six feet, six one is the max. Just okay. because like I'm the dominant top in the relationship. So it's just a weird dynamic for me. Like when someone's on their back height, does not matter? But it's like, if I hold my hand and I have to bend my arm to a 90 degree Mm. angle to hold your hand.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: But I I typically like to date people that, I mean, like everyone wants to say twinks. I'm like, I like to be the bigger one in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But now that I've discovered this very active lifestyle, I've discovered, I don't want to be with someone that's not active. I'll go on a hike. I'll go, I have stand-up paddle boards. I'll go kayaking. Yeah. Like, I almost went the other year to go hike Machu Picchu with my roommate, but I couldn't because work. But I mean, like, I want to no. be active. Granted, do I want to be active every day? No. But I want someone who's down to do those things and not limit it. Mm-hmm. And I want someone that would go to the gym with me. And unfortunately, bigger people don't, you know, like, it's not mm-hmm. my dynamic. So I tend to like people that are my height, around my height, and that are smaller than me. Also with these big guns, it widens the dynamic. I
1: cannot that you just flexed at me. Yes. Dude, I used well, to- Well, I couldn't have... crack my knuckles
0: again, so it's like-
1: Dude, I used to date a guy that after we had sex would get up, <laughs> go to the mirror- And, and flex? flex.
0: Girl, and do I you realize at... how much abdominal muscles we use when we thrust? Like, I'm surprised I... he wasn't doing ab flexes. It's so
1: dumb. I literally looked at him and I go, do women like this? Because it was the mo- He was super attractive,
0: but, but how I was like- the sex? Was the, it worth the like brush off of the situation? The
1: sex was great and he was super hot and like, but he's fucking nuts. But it, so it didn't matter. Like I'm so logical that I'm just like, it doesn't even matter how hot you could literally be the fucking like, I was about to say Michael B. Jordan,
0: but like Adonis,
1: I will literally Hey, Michael, Michael B. Jordan can do anything he fucking wants. I don't care how crazy My he is. roommate Amber like, and
0: I literally, oh, we died. Like, cause we watched, we went to go see Creed two together in the oh. theater and we looked at each other and like, we both have a crush on him. But, like, we're hearing in the audience, like, uh, and, like, sex noises. But, like, he is fine as hell. Dude, I will watch anything and everything, like.
1: I know. Brad, dude, Brad will literally be like, what did, what did he just come out? He came out with something. And I go, Pam, I was like, you want to watch this? And he goes,
0: do I want to watch you get off on Michael B. Jordan? Absolutely not. Was this his new <laughs> he movie? Just, yeah. oh, he, like,
1: won't you. watch it with me because he knows.
0: I legit, If there was an app to notify me whenever Michael B. Jordan had a new role. Ugh. And when it would come out and the link to it, hand down, I would pay a dollar a month for the dog. I'm like sweating. He's literally
1: one of the most people. But in let's LA.
0: recap something here. Yes. No matter how fucking hot you are, if you're an asshole or do crazy shit. Like flex in a mirror, nobody cares. I mean, but let's be honest, like everyone always wants to pursue the attractive, like, ideal image. And granted, I've dated out of my league plenty of times, and I will mm-hmm. tell you, it ain't much better. If you gonna if you're so self absorbed or you're like mm-hmm. I've noticed so many beautiful people, not to knock on anyone that's not beautiful, but there tends to be a lot of entitlement. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, a lot of looks come with success. A lot of realtors, for instance, you marketing major, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like the look grabs attention. Yeah. A lot of people's faces based on the style. Like it's all statistics. Mm -hmm. And I know numerous people that have gotten jobs because of looks. I also know, for instance, like, I worked in the gay scene. There's numerous individuals that travel. Like, the people you see on yachts, everyone, do not pay for it. The person taking the photos is the 60, 70-year-old daddy Mm -hmm. who makes a fortune, and they're all all whoring out for things. Or they're just tag-alongs. But, I mean, like, everyone sees these glamorized images of beautiful people doing beautiful things. And then you look at their Instagram, and you're like, socialite. Or whatever. Like...
1: Most of them don't even like look like their photos. Like they've got some crazy trauma they're working through. Like they've got some weird tendencies that you're just like not, you don't even know or find out. The drug dealers, like it just or do you insane.
0: remember Doctor Phil, the the bad baby or the, the Catch Me Outside? How about that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah she's
0: a little rapper though. Her rap sucks, but she makes a bunch of money because of the bullshit from the show. Mm, like she's
1: hype, yeah. But it's, it's, it's all... Dude, it, it's I all mean, you're facade. so beautiful. Why
0: aren't you making freaking, like, 300K a year, girl?
1: Fuck that, dude. Well, one, I don't want to monetize on looks. I think that's wrong. Two, like, I don't I mean, have... you're, but
0: you are beautiful. I mean, like, let's be honest. Bless, bitch! I'm but gonna I remind don't... Brad, like, you did... You, like, honestly, Brad is... Is very attractive, so I'm not going to tell. You he's got out of his league, but I will tell him just to put him in his place, so he knows that you. But he, well,
1: he knows he'll tell me all the time. So which is well, really I great. mean, yeah. Look at
0: you! You're beautiful. you gold <laughs> chain yeah, necklace, bitch! black.
1: <laughs> By the way, it's Goryana. It's not that expensive.
0: Uh, it but doesn't. I, that's the other thing. I don't give a shit about designers. Like, have you seen like the fashion runways? Like, I don't pay for the label. Granted, the quality does last yeah. year, but like. Buy what looks good on you, what feels good on you. Didn't we
1: just talk about this? I go, oh, is that like an Adidas Rita Ora collaboration? Oh, yeah, my Hollister $5 shirt
0: that I got on sale. But back to Segway. As I mentioned, ADHD, but we'll get there. No. So, yeah, he's doing like turns around me, and he keeps talking about his money and his success. And then it gets to cult talking shit.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, cults? Yeah. Like, what kind of cults? Like, are we talking like murder mystery cults? No,
0: we're talking about like... Did you ever hear about in Long Beach how there was the sound bath pla- bath place up there that was revealed to be a cult?
1: No, but I've always wanted to do a sound bath, and now I will not.
0: <laughs> no, if um, you have a chance to go on MTV and uh, watch Ghosted, there's a segment okay. about this girl who like ghosted, and it was essentially because this place was just very cult. Like they they believed good principles. Sure. But it was to the point like he was talking about like this individual. I'm not even to look up his name because it's irrelevant. But like, who has mastered his body through breathing, which I heavily breathe. Believe a lot of breathing techniques can help with a lot, but to the degree like he has changed his anatomical makeup and has become a deity level. Yeah, and he believes this, and he's talking about this stuff, and I'm like, okay. A lot, yeah. And I'm just trying to entertain. It and we get to the pizza place, and like he keeps trying to show off, and nearly gets hit by three different cars, and I have to freaking pull them back. And then so we go back. And again, I'm speed walking, looking cute as shit, wearing nice clothes and he's on a segue. So we get back to the apartment. And then he's like, "I want to show you something." Okay. I have never Now mind you, now that I have found more self-love, yes, mm-hmm. I'm like a, a sexual person and I'm like a horny individual cuz like there's more self-love, but this fool came out in a fashion show of underwear. From Andrew Cr- Like, <laughs> <Sorry>. to,
2: so,
0: <laughs> so, girl, literally came out. Oh, yeah, and all the pizza. He ate one slice of pizza and individually bagged every other slice. And he had the triangle bags for the pizza. I died. I died. It's freaking hilarious. Oh, my God. So, I'm like, whatever. And he's, like, doing this fashion show of, like, undies, And I'm just, like, I'm not trying to be rude. So, he's asking me for the opinion- he, Clearly trying to get to something, but he worded it as, "Can you tell me what you think of these new underwear I got on me?" And I'm just like, "You gave me a specific request. I will give you a specific answer." I said, "Sure," because I was also—he was ugly, but I was like, "I'm curious if the body is good enough to make me interested." And he had a gorgeous body, but I was just so disinterested because of being late, having me walk, and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, to be fair, he did offer me a segue to use. But I've never used one. I wasn't comfortable. You know, it was, it was just not a situation that was ideal for. Us. So instead of him walking with me, he was like, well, regardless, I'm going to segue. Mm-hmm. So he then turns on his TV and all of a sudden I see Pornhub. And then he proceeds to brag for five minutes, telling me why he's so amazing and has Pornhub Premium. And do you know what PNP is? What's PNP? Party and play. Mm-mm. So it, it, it's very common in the gay community and the drugs. And, and so party and play means like you're doing, I think it's meth or heroin. Okay. Well, and then have sex. Okay. So you're seeing, he's putting, he's choosing the porn on the TV, which already made me uncomfortable that there's porn on the TV when I'm trying to get to know you. And he's putting on, and I remember the first image was some guy shooting up in his arm and the other one's smoking out of a little meth pipe. And then they're having sex. And it was like a very hardcore rape, like, like, just very too vivid. And I've been sexually assaulted. So I'm like, I'm just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he keeps playing different one after different, but same concept. And then just keeps trying to grab up my my crotch. And I'm so dis, I'm like, I sat there just in pure shock from the situation. That he kept grabbing at my crotch. And I wasn't getting hard. I was so, like, uncomfortable and just in pure, just what the fuck.
1: But, and trauma, too.
0: I mean, I don't want to go that far, but yes. Um, well,
1: but I think if you think about, like, if you've been, like, sexually assaulted in the past. And somebody's, like, grabbing at you or, like, in an uncomfortable yeah, situation. And, now,
0: mind you, I was there for, like, three and a half hours. So, yeah, did this to myself. Like, I, I I knew when we came back, I was like, I'm going to stay for another hour and a half or whatever sure and just see what happens because i'm like i'm so disinterested but i drove here and invested time i might as well get a laugh out of it yeah and it was just so 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 awkward and it was just like rule of thumb people if you're on a date or you're trying to get to know someone now i've been to gay parties where they've literally in someone's house put porn on the tv it's trashy
1: yeah
0: i've dated porn stars i've freaking been at all these kinds of parties like i've been at the freaking at the helix house which is a huge gay porn studio mm-hmm. and been at the parties there that doesn't happen if you're putting porn on a freaking screen and entertaining people like if, if you're having an orgy to each their own i don't judge you but like this is not how you're trying to get to know people like yeah. And, like, I texted him the next day because I wanted to know the name of the breathing guy because I wanted to tell my roommate specifically because yeah. I'm, like... Because we were low-key curious about the breathing stuff. Yeah. But it was just so, like, cringe. Like, that's so
1: uncomfortable. Okay, so what happens next?
0: That I, I that was it. I left, and I was just, like... I was just so... Tr- like, I was so angry because I'm, like, you, ha- you were late. You greet me half... Like, you could tell that there was... Like, he was very nice. Like, to be clear, he wasn't an asshole to me. He was just, like, very, like, privileged kind of, like, attitude mm-hmm. or self-entitled. And I was just, like, which is hard to say that like, self-entitled and, like, not an asshole. But he was nice to me. But, like, he did cross a lot of lines. And I didn't put a boundary. But, like, I was texting my roommates. Like, she, my roommate goes to bed at 10, 30. And, like, mm-hmm. she was texting me at 2 or 3. And she's, like, you okay? updates yeah. and I'm texting all my friends through all this and I'm just like what the fuck like I don't it... words do not describe the awkwardness and just how many red flags there were and yes again, I think a lot of people do this is they'll go on dates and they're just like let's try to see the best let's try to see the totally, best totally yeah but it's it it is mm. a crazy crazy shit show and it was just I'm still like, I think about it and I, I'm not a speechless person and I'm just like, I don't get it. And it's a grown individual. And part of me thinks like the older you get, people people are innately supposed to grow with experiences and evolve. But it baffles me that you have people in their 30s and I'm like, the fuck? This is some high school shit. They're I'm like, babies, but how bold, babies. how bold too, to do that though?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, but I, I go back to like the entitlement side of things. I was like, I don't even think that it's like bold or anything, but it's like somebody that's like, look at like all this, like, you know, just being grandiose. Like, look at all the stuff I have. Like, I'm going to really impress anybody who I'm with. I'm too good for anyone. Like, that's what bothers me. Like, why can't you bring it down a notch and just be humble? Like, yeah, you've had all the success, but realize not everybody's like that. And two, like not everybody think that, thinks that that's impressive.
0: I mean, I think there's a few different sides to that. For instance, like you said, like there's the people that have so much yeah. and like think so little of otherwise, but then there's also the people with no experiences. Like I dated this guy, I say dated usually like we had this thing and we were attracted, but like 4th of July, I was a socialite. I go to this 4th of July party every year and it's mm-hmm. this gay big party. It's top of the hill pool overlooks the skyline with like 15 firework shows. Very big party spot every year. And I was like, I brought this guy. I was, you know, he was not exposed to social life. Okay. Needless to say, by the end of the night, he was in the hot tub with Bobby before I dated Bobby, making out with Bobby, and he was my date to the thing. Oh, good. Okay. And again, more red flags of why Bobby was not meant for me. Yes. But it's like, there's people that have too much experience with success or social life and they look down. Or the people that are so ignorant to all of it that are just so, I say loosely vulnerable. Like, you know, like if you're not a social person and you're dropped into a club, if someone approaches you and shows you a good time, you're so pliable to do these things. So, I mean, it's just, it's a, girl, dating sucks. I am so happy for you. But so many men are going to be sad now. I'm pretty sure guys jerk off to you. Like, I won't lie, like you're gorgeous. Like
1: Stop Dude, okay, so while Brad's not here, I'm gonna tell the story, but I got fifteen minutes. So the other day So Brad and I haven't been dating. like we I mean we've been dating for what about like six months. But has it really been six months? It's been about six months. Good it's for like you. November, yeah. Well, like, you know, you kinda of forget like one, it's a pandemic so you're not really like going out a lot, but COVID two, dating
0: like is tripled. So dude, like you've been yeah. dating eighteen months
1: basically because it's hard it's like you are basically in four walls and you have to really get to know a person and so like i'm a huge communicator so for me like that's not difficult but it's difficult for me to find somebody that's willing to do the same and so like brad is just like my spirit animal in that sense but anyway so i've been like you know like i teach spin i've like been going to the gym so i went to the gym and i got hit on and so mind you i don't know like Shocker. no but like are you I... wearing the
0: tiktok leggings
1: Why well, don't even know what those are <gasps> First off. they make your ass like-
0: I'll show you a okay, later. Okay, show me later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was list. just
1: wearing like, dude, it was nothing crazy. I was wearing literally like a sports bra, a crop top, and uh, like, like, like little Prop lemon top. Leggings. Men
0: will be like, I saw the midriff. Oh
1: my God. Men are God. pigs. But I don't have titties. It doesn't even matter. Girl,
0: it's you like, have the pretty, I'm not stop. even going to say the I'm cup gonna... size because I know because <laughs> I've called it out before, but, you, but you're a beautiful, healthy proportioned <laughs> woman. Let's be honest. Double okay, Ds okay. are not the best thing. And even so, yeah. I have so many skinny fit friends like you with double Ds that are, get reductions because their backs hurt yes it is not fun it is not pliable and nothing is wrong with a good push-up or water bra
1: that's okay i was like i like not wearing a bra so it's totally fine but free the think, nipple free the nipple always but i'm just saying i was like it's not like it's like my tits were out and like i was like whatever and i like yeah, you were not cruising no but i had these big beats on like i have a resting bitch face like i'm not one to be looked at like usually at the gym it's like damn the girl kind of looks me and like people i mean you're
0: Russian. you're you're pure Russian too right dude, like yeah, you got the that, resting dude?
1: yeah my bitch ass was born there so anyways, so I'm sitting there and this dude, like, I've seen this guy at the gym before, like, just like smiled because you smile like randomly at the gym, whatever. Awkward smile. I know. But he like, so I notice he's like lifting and he sees me walk by and I go outside because I love to like work out outside with like bands or free weights. <clears throat> so I'm doing my own thing, like alone on the side and he walks out, walks out. There's like full fucking outside full of like these like t bands. He decides to go stretch on the ones next to me and I was like, okay, great he does that for five minutes and then he goes to the right side of me to like stretch on some other shit. And I was like, you couldn't just stay on the left. And like, it's to the point where it's like, he's so close to me. So I have to move. So I just moved to be nice. And
0: then he said, this
1: is literally two days ago.
0: This is Calvin. What the fuck? Dude, is he that's what I'm saying. I was like, bitch, get away. So- Show me your vaccination card. <laughs> I, was, like, sir, I, was, like, sir, I
1: was like, sir, back up. I was like, so then he comes up to me, literally looks at me and he like, like motions for me to take my beats off. So I like move one headphone back. Right. Cause I'm but just like, the gym don't
0: make me move I'm like don't,
1: I know exactly. Like my heart rate's really high. Like I'm gross. I'm sweaty, whatever. And like, I I'm always sweaty. So it doesn't matter.
0: I mean, that's the best time to burn the calories when your heart's elevated, but like <laughs>
1: straight up, but not the point. The point is, is like, he comes up to me when I'm like in this state of mind. So he moves it and he goes, <laughs> he goes, what exercise is that? And because I don't know how to get hit on anymore, I looked at him and I go, "I don't even know."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just went like, to the roots right there.
1: Dude, I was literally doing a squat to clean. How do I not know what that is? Of course, I know what that is. So I'm doing that. Wait, and then, squat to
0: clean. You just like it. you
1: like squat down and you have like one dumbbell between your legs. Oh, and you okay.
0: And you bring it up. Yeah. Anyways, and so I mean, they clean and jerk. That's what. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then he looks at me and he goes, "What does that work?" And I was just like. Oh my God, here it goes. So I like have to start talking to him, right? And then he's just like, whatever, making small talk. And I'm like, obviously not trying to talk to him. So I like kind of put my headphone back on while he's there. Then he walks away, literally 30 seconds later comes back and he goes, he points at the weight, mind you.
0: Just fucking with you, I'm sorry. I know, do it's Brown's banner.
1: Points at the weight and he goes, can I try it? My, you guys, he's like three times my fucking size. I was like, why is he looking at the small weight that like he's gonna try? So I was like, sure, you know? So he goes in, he like picks up the weight, he does it, and he's just like trying to do it. He's like, yeah, can you like teach me how to do it? Like this whole conversation of like, you know that it's like really like ambiguous, like it's like a little fake with like how he's like asking Like if he's it. fit as shit, right? Yeah, so I'm just like, he's like, yeah, I'm like looking to add more like weights, or like more exercises to my, to my book or something like that. And I was it should like, have been Dude. like just
0: YouTube. YouTube yeah that's, that's, <laughs>
1: but that's another thing too is I'm like if you see somebody like heavily working out like they're breathing hard they're like heavily sweating like they're in not the zone. they're not just like sitting there on their phone I was like that's probably not a time for you to like just talk to them and the fact that he's like keep he keeps going back and forth to like try to talk to me and I have to like keep taking my headphones off and like for me it was just too
0: much and I was like okay whatever End
1: of that conversation but I was like dude I don't even know how to get hit on by a man anymore I don't know how to talk to men anymore I don't like
0: girl I've never even hit been on hit been on before that. I've always been the pursuers at least you get that magic my roommate Shit. I swear to god she is cursed and I I say this like she is beautiful yeah blonde hair blue eyes long curly wavy hair very fit course, and active. Yeah well-proportioned titties like yes, she is yes, 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 yes. i call her the perfect catch as i said like she is like i would go for her if i was a straight man yes but like almost all her relationships i've wingman for her it, which have been great i mean like she had like a four or five year relationship before like so she's had relationships but like we'll be at bars and guys will like check her out and when i go to bars with her i wear i look extra gay I look like a, I'm wearing like the Hamptons with like the polo, the sweater over my shoulders tied up and like white shorts. And I wear a wedding band. Like I make sure no one confuses we're together. Yeah. And I've literally gone up to guys and they've been drooling over and I'm like, hey, I'm just her gay best friend. I want to let you know, like
1: you're totally a type like green
0: light. Oh, I'm a great. I am the best wingman for other people. But when it comes to approaching someone for me. I no, there's I, I I don't. Like because part of it is like there's always the assumption in the community like if someone comes up to you like, Oh, can I buy a drink? Bitch, I don't know like I'm at the point where like I'm saving money. I'm trying to buy a house one day, I'm trying to have a future. Mm-hmm. I will not spend money on you unless I know you're a figure in my life.
2: Yes. I don't
0: for me, first dates I'm like, you come to my place and I'll cook you dinner. Since now I know how to cook them surprised. Plus, bitch,
2: okay. Or I'll
0: be like, let's Let's go for a walk around my neighborhood together. I'll go around. Your, like, I'm not going to pay for anyone on a freaking date. If it's a second date, that's whatever. But like yeah. a first date, I'm like, I'm just meaning to get to know you. So many people want to go on these dates without even having conversations. And I'm like, I spend one to four weeks before I even going on a date with someone. Cause I'm just like, I need to see if you're worth my time and money. And, and not I, to sound like cheap, but like.
1: I don't think that's cheap at all. I think that's absolutely smart. I think you're being extremely strategic and like how you handle this. In all reality, like, even with Brad, like, coming, like, the way that, and I've told the story before, but long story short, basically, with, like, Brad and I's first date, we met online, but we were supposed to go to a bar, but it was, like, locked down, and I was like, you know what, like, I know this is a little strange, but we do have mutual friends. So, like, I trust you to be, like, a real person. That's not insane. Yeah. So, like, you can just feel free to come over to my place. Like, I have a bar cart, whatever. So, one, I'm not spending extra money. Two, like, we have a drink or two because it's, like, first date status. So, I'm not spending anything extra. I don't have to drive anywhere. It's somebody that feels a little more comfortable to come over.
0: And it's about you guys yeah. getting to know each other. Yes. Yes. Like-
1: Second date, he brings over two bottles of wine. So I was like, "Dude, both bottles were ten dollars each. He spends no more than twenty dollars. That's one drink, like in all reality." So but it I know was girls that, that
0: want to every- go on dates to be taken out. Like fuck that. I, the girl that I told you earlier that stayed friends with Austin. Her name is Meredith Castle. She's yes. a piece of shit.
1: I cannot with you in the last name. Sorry. Oh,
0: I I told you, like I, these people have done me so wrong. Yeah, that I'm just like I don't care, and they. I'm the type of person where. I will not talk shit behind your back. Like, yeah. I've told Meredith and Austin this shit to their face. If okay. I say anything about you, I have said it to your face. Or I will yeah. about to. Like, there's no hidden agenda. But, um, no, she'll go... Like, I call it, like, predatory dating behavior. Because she'll go on dates just so she can get free drinks and an expensive dinner. That's literally... Like, and I know so many girls like that. Now, I get the mentality that, like, if someone asks you on a date, they're taking the initiative they should pay... I agree, but doesn't necessarily mean a date needs to have a fiscal attachment. Yes. I mean, like, I like the good old days. Like, why don't, let's go mini golfing. You know, like, let's do something simple. Like, people want all these big extravagant dates. And I'm like, I took my ex once and we were together for almost a year. But I took him on a first date to Orange Hill Restaurant. This fucker decided to try to, like, order six different drinks. And I was like, any beverages you're ordering are on you. Because our food was $200.
1: Orange Hill is expensive. Like, and for those people that don't know, I need you to literally pause this. Go Google Orange Hill. It's literally overlooking. It's, like, on a hill. It's 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 just an orange area. But it overlooks, and you could see, like, LA from Orange County. And it is the most beautiful view you can have. And it's just, like, the... It's, like, an upscale, like... I want to say it's Rouge like Chris. 40
0: stories tall because it takes a while to drive up that rounding road around yeah. this hill yeah. and it's just one hill yes. and it's got this beautiful I love the little fire pit, fire pit patios Very for your cute. groups but we had a table overlooking the sunset yes. and you know their lobster uh, their surf and turf I'm a lobster fan and a steak fan I was in heaven but you know I was spending $200 and I did this because he had never had a real date before yeah. but I told him alcohol is on you and he's like why not on you? And I'm like, I'm not spent. Girl, a glass of wine there is like $30.
1: Exactly, bitch. I'm trying to get a fucking $10 bottle of like 19 crimes and be happy with it. My
0: ass, Back up. My ass had a flask in my suit pocket. <laughs> I was. I'm and it was absent too. I was like, I'm going to get the strong stuff. I'm just going to. And I have no shame. Like it's, I'm not. I have money. I can pay for my food. It's not like I'm cheap, but I'm also like, I don't conscientiously believe in spending $50, $40 for a drink. When the bottle is 30.
1: But not only that, but it's like, why don't you spend the money on an experience?
0: That's how I'm feeling now. My roommate and I, what I was talking about earlier, who we'll get back to, um, we're at the point where like, I don't want actual gifts. I if My friends joke this year because my birthday was in April and, you know, they say, what do you get the man that has everything? Because I buy what I want and I need. Like when we go travel, like my Ray family, we do trips every few months. Yep. I bring all the lights, all the decor. Like I have everything. Mm-hmm. And all the coolers again. If you ever need anything for a party, aesthetics, I got you. You still got to come Damaged. to the apartment.
1: I know. Well, we were gonna do it at your place, but then I was like, oh shit! I feel like you have roommates. Like, might just get loud. Well, so, our pool's
0: about to open up with the hot tub, and we have fire, glass fire pits that overlook the ocean. You don't even live that Bro, do you, you and Brad me. want to? Uh, i was gonna say the pool's not even open tonight. But if you want to come tomorrow, <laughs> no, 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 well,
1: well, let me know, let me know, let me know. We'll figure out.
0: But um, yeah, yeah it just. <sighs> what about this? So, um, Lord, where are we at?
1: Um. Orange Hill Expensive oh. I Dates just,
0: I just don't under Oh her and I are Just at the point where Like we want experiences So she asked me What I wanted for my birthday And I was like I don't know experiences something And my all my friends Are like on the same page now So like she gave me For my birthday Like three cupping sessions For my like,
1: Nice Which
0: I did my second one today I will tell you I think it's a waste of time. Really, girl. It's, people
1: love it. Like people that I know love it.
0: I think if you have a lot of toxins, it removes toxins from your body and helps yes. blood flow. Um, I have been eating so clean and watching what I intake. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I do also the um, the ultraviolet saunas. The like the, the infrared saunas. Fire. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've really done a lot to cleanse myself. So I think just because. I don't have excess toxins. Yeah. It wasn't working as much. I was honestly bored. My biggest issue was the fact that you put your face down on like those massage tables, but the paper they have was so tight that every time I was breathing, the paper was going through my nose and mouth. And I'm asthmatic and I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So, I mean, like, I love the concept of experiences. Like, yes. One of my best friend's birthdays this month and work, like I told you before about the slip and slide, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do yes. the slip and slides and flip cup, cup with it. And just because our pool is opening up eventually, like we have a gorgeous pool overlooking the ocean, we have glass fire pits and a bunch of barbecues. Like we're pretty much like potluck. You bring the buns, you bring the meat. That's and smart. Just, and it's cheap. Each person spends twenty, thirty dollars. And BYOB. Even like less, yeah. And we we get lit and crazy. And our building is old, so we can blast music. Mm-hmm. Our community is really cool. So.
1: But I think too, at the end of the day, like, what you remember most is, like, those little experiences. You don't remember, or experiences, you don't remember the time that you sat down and had, like, a glass of wine at a dinner. Like, that's just not the reality. I mean, that...
0: depends on the bottle. Sure, but. <laughs> but
1: there's, okay, okay. I'm but I, now, I, I think get what you mean, like,
0: but... 100%, like, you, at the end of the day, like, let's say, 80-year-old retirement home. When you're reflecting back, you're not gonna be like, oh, I bought this or I bought that. Like, the experience, like, even monetary value, like, people are going to be thinking instead of, like, the house I bought, it's the view I had, the experience of sitting in the barbecue with friends. I mean, during COVID, I, we went to Joshua Tree and just got an Airbnb. Did we go out and do anything? No, we just chilled we'll chill. and we just spent time together, middle of nowhere, had a fire pit. Like, it, a lot of people just think because celebrities buy, buy, spend, spend. That's what you want. I don't know anyone in a healthy relationship that is looking forward a monetary value gift. They're looking for what can I do with my partner? So like dating or friendships, what do you want to do with the other person? Like what's going to make an impact?
1: Yeah. And I think about like the relationship, I like look back, what did I see? I saw something today that was like, if you can get a playbook of all the things that happened in your relationship, like on your first date, would you still date that person? And I was like, See, and that's what's crazy. No. You're shaking your head, but I'm like, fuck yeah, because I was like, Wait, I repeat the question. Again? So basically, if you can get a like a, a playbook or like a like a day by day of like all the things that you and your partner have done on your first date, right, like as a trial run, like would you date that person? And I think about all the things that like Brad and I have done, and I was like, dude, fuck yeah, because you know the things that I remember are like, you know, when him and I would like travel to San Francisco or like whatever, and we were we were in Paso and we like literally bought like a cheap bottle of wine and we're like really super drunk in the streets. And then it's like, he's going to hate me. And then we like got cold stone and it's like we had anal and then it's like these like weird, like random things that happen, but you know what I mean? But it's like those little fun things that we woke up and we laughed about it. Like that for me is like what matters. It wasn't the times that we sat down at like a nice fancy dinner, which also is my fucking nightmare Like, that was nothing that I remember. Like, it was just these intimate moments. I mean,
0: I I get it. The reason I disagree, though. Okay. Is, I don't know the best way to explain it. Life is about experiences and the journey. Mm -hmm. And, like, for instance, this tattoo I have is the Umalom. Yes. And it's the journey to enlightenment. It's not about actually being enlightened. It's the path to get there. And I feel like when you, there's two issues. When you know what's going to happen there's either false expectations mm-hmm. which lead to disappointment which then cause a rift or it ruins the magic because like what mm-hmm. you did the spontaneity spontaneity
1: spontaneity Sp-
0: whoever knows the word you know what we mean <laughs> but I mean just the spontaneous moment is what made that memorable yes so the fact that you know what's going on it's the magic is gone and I feel like people are more likely not to retain the relationship because their mindset is what's what magic's left.
1: Okay. But it's,
0: I mean, if you had a playbook on stocks and portfolios, then I would be like hundred percent, like let's invest. No,
1: well I'm saying the playbook of like playbook of memories, right? So I'm not saying you're adding in all the boring stuff. It's like, I'm saying the playbook of like all these like additive moments of like you and your partner doing that. And then you and your partner going skydiving and like you and your partner doing this versus like you and your partner only at a nice Roots Christener every Friday night. You know uh, what so I mean? Basically like, so basically,
0: seek a comparison versus stagnant versus adventure. Yeah. Like, like, okay.
1: Just just overall, when you look at your relationship, like, say you are in a four-year relationship right now. Say, this is this is your whatever. And it, okay, this is <laughs> I know. But, and then the question is, you take these four years and you rewind it back to your day one. And then on your day one, you have literally this quick like read through of these four years, would you still be in that relationship? Right. So if you had asked me in that, probably in that, um, in my last relationship, like, okay. I backface. mean, I guess I get take you're I saying. That, that, but like, if you had asked me, like all the things that I knew and everything that I know now of my current relationship, I'd say no because I know now like what I want and what I need. But I was staying in this relationship because it was, it felt healthy at the time, right? Which I recognized I mean, yeah, it wasn't you, for what I needed.
0: When you're in it, it's. I mean, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you're talking to someone and giving them advice, when they're in it, mm-hmm. they're in like yes. There's blinders. Like they're so deep in love, like they will get and respect your opinion. But what you need to do is not tell them what to do. You need yeah. to get them away from the environment for a week or something.
2: Yes. And then
0: again, COVID, I think, you know, like divorce rates skyrocketed with COVID. Dude, and
1: my friend, the first girl they had oh, I a listened divorce to letter. that. Yeah, that bitch, that bitch was like, yo, divorce rates at 72%. I know, her
0: her like, income probably shot through the roof.
1: Yeah. But, oh, 100%. She's hella busy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, a lot of people get married out of obligation and stuff and, like, don't really realize when you have time to reflect mm-hmm. what's really there because there's no distractions it's, yes there, there's no mask and it's like for instance like when you date someone versus then when you move in with them like or like the honeymoon phase of dating mm-hmm. like yeah when people get comfortable they drop their guard and
1: yeah. then you see
0: exactly what you're with which is why like when i'm on dates i'm like what you see is 100 if you can't yeah. take me at this let just okay it.
1: yeah
0: but to my earlier point though because she's going to kill me the fact that I was talking about her but my roommate she's gorgeous but we'll be at a bar and people won't approach her like I'll give them the green light and people have left or they'll come like or they'll like just skirt around her and I've heard them asking their friends to wingman but they won't go I'm like you literally heard from the only person that matters in this situation other than her that you have the green light all you have to do is say hi
1: like, well, how hard is it?
0: She, it, it, it's ridiculous. Cause like we have a running joke about it because I'm just like, she's so, she is the perfect girl for so many guys. Yeah. And it's just like her issue is just people will not take the initiative because she tells them, I need someone who's a man who has initiative. I have a sh- strong, active, outgoing personality and I need someone to meet that. Yeah. And it's just like, even her dating profile would be like, if you match with me you need to message first and they'll match and not message and be like, are you from like Nigeria? And like, you're doing one of those like fishing expeditions for like credit card numbers. Like why aren't you? messaging?"
1: <laughs> but I think what it is is like, people are just like so afraid in this generation. And I think that we have, I, I think like culturally there's like a huge shift right now. So people don't know how to act. People are like, I, and I feel for a lot of men because they feel like, well, if I say something, am I going to get attacked? Is this going to be, like, you know, per- uh, like um, perceived in, like, a weird manner? Which I can, I can understand. I mean, in
0: the politically correct climate that it yeah. is now, I mean, it, again, dating 10 years ago, the censorship... I mean, there's a lot more things to be careful of. For instance, pronouns. Mm-hmm. I mean...
1: That's an interesting one because it's like, what do you do now, right?
0: Yeah, and then, like...
1: It, Actually, what's your... What, I want to know. What's your thought about... Um, What's your thought about people choosing to add their pronouns and people not choosing to add their pronouns? Do you care? Do you not care? Like, how do you approach a situation? How do you approach somebody?
0: A pronoun is someone's personal identifier. So my mindset is, it is your choice to identify how you want. So if you want to choose to just be referred to your gender-specific correlation, cool. If you want to have a specific pronoun, like... Gay dating apps now have the ability where, like, you can put your pronouns. And, I mean, honestly, I don't care. Like, I mean, it it just, to me is, all I care about is if you have a specific pronoun that you want, communicate it with me. Yes. You also understand that if I knew you from a different, from a name or something else beforehand, there's an adjustment period. Mm -hmm. And three, I will make mistakes. If I forget, it's okay to be like, hey, he, she, or he, she, they, them. I mean, there's so many things now, like, communicate. It's that simple. I don't do anything out of malicious intent. Now, if I were in a discussion being like, she, when someone identifies them, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, shame me for it. But like, I mean, it's, I think it's so complicated. My dad... I have to respect him. So, I mean, my dad really has become progressive the last few years with a lot of that stuff. And to the point, like, he's been teaching, integrating at IBM, like, I can't remember the name of the program, but it's been essentially teaching how to respect pronouns, yeah. different races, and just intercultural yeah. relationships within the company. And my dad really didn't know a lot. So he came to me, he's like, can you explain pronouns? Can you explain? Awesome, yeah. And he's old school, but he's like, Times are changing. It's hard, but if I don't change, I'm just an asshole.
1: And I really actually admire that he's willing to ask and understand. And even if you took the stance of saying, like, you know what, like, I would love for you to do the research first, like, I think that he would understand that. But I think it's like taking that step to say, like, maybe the way that I'm thinking is wrong. And I think that's the most
0: important part. He's very much an engineer where it's like, yeah. if I don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, like, give me something. Totally but i mean so before we dive uh so
1: i hope you know we've literally been talking
0: for like 3 hours i mean how how short do you want the podcast i mean i have no, well, i can make I... this we can make this five or i can make this last in an hour but i have no you know
1: what i'm saying i, was I thinking? have a huge
0: saga and then i have one more story talking about my my last real experience with polly and then we have the full polly discussion you know what i was thinking? you may need to do two segments
1: well that's what i was thinking i was thinking we could do like a full uh double double segment and we can do, we can finalize it on like a good dating story I mean, and then we, we can do part two. So I'll launch it in. So for whoever's listening, you're probably going to get a two parter because this is literally so long.
0: Oh, I was supposed but, to saying like, that's why you started looking at my watch earlier. I was like, girl, like I told you, I okay. had the stories done and I was like, uh, and then again, gift to gab, I will give you as much information as you want.
1: Okay. Why don't we do this? Why don't you give me one more story? We're going to break this up in two parts. So then if that's you're great. cool with that, so then we'll, we'll cut this. To you, so. I love it. I know. So we'll cut this. Well, well I'll cut it after the last story because I really have to fucking pee. And...
0: Um, I love that I'm like not... I'm like, oh my God, wait, I'm no, like my bladder. I'm like, how many? How long can I last? I'm like three hours. And I'm like, oh, it's nine o'clock yeah. at night. I got here at what, six-ish? You did. Yeah. Um, so we'll
1: do that. We'll do that. And then we'll like finish it off with Polly. We can make Polly like a shorter segment, but I think we'll make it like super impactful if you want to do okay. that.
0: Okay, that's fine. Especially because like my sister gave me full reign for Polly. So when we do go I into that, it. I... <laughs> I think about that. So in that okay. case, oh
1: do you want to, do you want to start on your next story while I pee or do you want to just pause in full general and then
0: do you have or something we're... to talk about so I can go pee and then we can rotate?
1: No, I don't. Okay. We're going to stop and then go pee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that like, gives me time to save. Oh, okay. Totally. Okay. So we're back from our pee break. Oh, pee God. and whiskey break. Know, we're I back. We're this alive. This is
0: good whiskey, by the way. I was Dude. gloriously surprised. I'm like, I will have to get this for my bar part.
1: Okay. Speaking of, do you want an ice cube?
0: No, I'm good. Okay, good I've good. I've drank enough where I'm like it's fine, room temp.
1: Okay, we're gonna do final dating story, which will cap this epi, and then we're <laughs> gonna do a two parter, which you're gonna have to help me name. We'll do a two parter, and then we'll go back into Polly.
0: We'll call Bud. next time Polly without Dolly.
1: L O. In an intro
0: with the Dolly Parton song.
1: I cannot. Which, okay, there's a new writes. Dolly
0: Parton Muriel in um, Costa Mesa.
1: That's rad. I want to go. Yeah, on the
0: side of the, sh- the, the nightclub we went to, the Shrek. Strut? Yeah, there's the wall between that and the grocery store next door is a giant oh, entire wall of Dolly Parton Muriel. Muriel. Oh, fuck
1: it up. Okay, I'll have to go.
0: Okay. Um, and we'll have to do Drag Bunch. But so this is. <laughs> yes. What's funny is, so this is the longest story. Okay. Why don't we do, will, what don't we make do like shorter. a good,
1: like, yeah, 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 like a good, like, cliff notesy but impactful. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to go all the vivid details this because I don't need to cry on your podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, no, no. as I mentioned before, there's overlapping stories. Okay. Well, Gary is definitely one of them. Gary started when I was 16, 17, and ended, I mean, technically during the middle of COVID. So. Mm-hmm. For the record, I'm 29. For those yes. of you that want to do math, good luck. Um, <laughs> so Gary and I, I mean, like when I was on a break mm-hmm. in my relationship, Gary and I had killed a relationship, fell in love. Um, you know, like high school kids, you had every heels, but he lived in Corona. Like the reality of it and neither of us drove, just didn't mm-hmm. work. Well, when I finally realized, you know, to my senses that I was in love with him to the point that the guy I spent four years with, I would have left. Yeah. Um, Like, there was a ring. Like, I last year sold the engagement ring. Yeah. Um, You know, like, he was with this guy, John, and John, like many people, user, manipulator, abuser, to the point that Gary just changed. Like, Gary was with him for, God, six, seven years on and off, but, I mean, John was crap. Like, John was the type of person where Gary would sleep in from a yeah. nap. John would take a knife and stab their PS4. My God. John would kick their cat.
1: Where are John- you finding these fucking people?
0: John kicked the dog. I did not like John for the record. <laughs> but John, I think, is from Long Beach. So I'm sorry those in Long Beach, but every time I've had issues, it's affiliated from Long Beach. Which so,
1: I was at school in Long Beach. Back up.
0: I have issues with Maria now. <laughs> 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 oh, I need a sip for that one. Bye. But yeah, I mean, like, Honestly, so fucking beautiful. uh, Stop! No, I'm talking about Gary, not you, but I mean, you too. I was like, okay, bitch. I'll show you pictures of Gary later. You'll see why. But no, I mean, like, great guy, great chemistry. Like, we really just hit this deep level, even young and throughout the years. Him and John would constantly have issues, though. And every time John John and him would have issues, he creeped back in my life. Yeah. And I was so in love with the idea that I just kept letting it happen and happen But then John and him would work things out back and forth. Got to a point. I was newly single. um, I got dumped because someone was going through depression. Mm -hmm. Which, for the record, I personally deal with anxiety and depression issues. So anyone with depression, I get it. But please, if you have issues, communicate with your partner that you're going through something. Because me personally, when my partner is going through stuff, my mindset is, what can I do? Do you need space? If you need two weeks alone, do you need me to be extra cuddly and affectionate? What can I do to help? My ex didn't want to do that, so he dumped me a month later. <laughs> is engaged. And what's I'm funny, sorry, a month later. A month later. Okay. And what gets better. He looked like a naked mole rat. He looked like Rufus from Kim Possible. Oh my God. I'll show you a picture later. Oh I
1: think can't it's wait. Brad. Oh, I thought it was. Is the door
0: open? It isn't. Hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I adore your man already. I know. We love um, him. But yeah, no. So um, they got engaged. He looks like a naked mole rat. He ended up coming to my birthday dinner a few months later Mm -hmm. because like all my sisters and friends loved him because like I grew up with these girls that I call my sisters that aren't real blood. And I literally made a very drunk toast for the record. I was at Watergirl and they have no corkage fee
1: are you serious at Watergirl? isn't that place super, super oh, expensive
0: expensive as hell my dinner was for like $250 without the drinks
1: shout out so, to Brittany by the way if you're listening you fucking love that place and she always tells me about so, it and I've never their been
0: Chilean there. sea bass yeah oh, phenomenal I love
1: that I just think yes, the little, little French kiss
0: yeah but um yeah no we went there and I was like four bottles deep like I brought three bottles of Rombauer and a bottle of some other expensive wine sure but so I was very inebriated, stood up and made a toast. It was, I pretty much said, thank you for coming. Thank you, you naked romat, for being here in my presence. You weren't invited, but I have appreciated your presence. My God. For the record, the night before, he did threaten me. Because he met me for the first time. He's like, this is my boy now. Mm. Drama, but back to Gary. So yes. I freshly was out of that whole situation. And Gary like called me. And it was, I was at bar 10 west hollywood with my girls i was having drinks and having a good time he's like i've just left i'm i broke up with john i'm like gary i love you but we've gone through this like i I, we go through you guys breaking up all the time and you call me when he's gone i'm like i'm not the backup like if you're serious about this let call let me know when this is a for sure thing he's Mm -hmm. like let me call you in an hour (laughs) hour later he's on so they were living in Vegas he was already at Barstow so he was driving back he literally left while John was gone left the dog behind he literally just ran in his car and just left now they've been done since mm-hmm. but he moved back and I was like I was like I'll talk to you but I want to give it a month before I commit to anything yeah month happened he's like I really want to like this to work so we started dating and like he was very clear about I need things to be slow there's a lot of trauma like John prostituted him to do porn and like used him for like prostitution sure. to pay the bill like John is a piece of shit and Gary is such a sweet innocent mind that he's very susceptible to manipulation like just very pure genuine person that got corrupted
2: mm-hmm.
0: well Gary came back we dated. And then I was supposed to go for my first cardiac echo, which was supposed to decide if I have open heart surgery that year. Yeah. Because I, I do have to have open heart surgery, but <clears throat> I needed the scan. He was supposed to take me. No show. No message. Oh my god. Blocked me from everything. And then Gary just magically reappears a month later. Just out of the blue? Out of the blue. Like, he blocked me from everything. So, like, new number, reach out, touch base. And I was like, fuck, like, you're my person. You were supposed to come be here for me and hold my, like, I have PTSD of hospitals because my dad was in a coma for a while and, like, we had a really traumatic experience. Yeah. So, I'm like, this meant a lot. Like, you were supposed to be there and you're the one that was telling me, like, when I, would be in a hospital bed for four months if I had the surgery. And I'm like, you said you'd be here every other day? Like, If you don't show up to take me to an examination, how am I supposed to expect you to be by my side and be with me? Yeah. And mind you, like, I still had an engagement ring for him because, like, this is someone I wanted for the future.
2: Okay. Grandma
0: even knew. Like, his grandma loves me. Like, she was even like, oh, the wedding invites. Like, I want you guys together. She, like, volleyed for me. Yeah. And she volleyed for me for years because she knew, like, I was honestly the best thing ever to him. Like, because I was a good guy. Yeah. And he was treated like shit. So Gary still to this day pops on and off. And I've told him, like, you're in my life or not. Fuck off if you're not. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, he's got, had two new boyfriends since. Grandma. I find everything that's going on with him through grandma.
1: So nuts. Okay.
0: And it's just like, he, he, every time things go wrong, he hits me up. But there's no conversation. Like, I get one or two texts, and then, <laughs> God. And it's like, and it sucks because, like, for me, I got rid of Austin, the piece of shit I mentioned earlier, the week before yeah. I finally came to terms with dealing with this situation. Which, yeah. I was at my bestie's Cherokee's house, who's my person. And what's funny is, mm-hmm. this all happened the week Hamilton came out. Have you seen Hamilton?
1: I have not seen Hamilton, but I love the soundtrack.
0: Okay. So she heard the whole entire soundtrack before it came out. Okay. And so she was telling me about it. And so we watched when it premiered on Disney Plus together. Yeah. And the, um, what was the song? Um, Unsatisfied?
1: I don't, Honestly, I couldn't tell you the song it's, names. But it's I remember the song where the soundtrack. sister's
0: going, no matter what you're doing, like, you may love someone else but like you'll never be as happy as you would with me okay like I've been there I'm by your side so these two songs played back to back talking about like blind loyalty always loving and being there for you and I'm thinking of Austin and Gary destroyed and at that point like I'm bawling my tears on her floor watching this movie and I'm just like texting like I'm officially done
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and again like this is a saga that has almost taken I mean it's taken about over a decade of my life yeah and it's like, we tried earlier, like when you're in it, you're in it. And looking back and I'm just like, how many opportunities are deprived because you want to fight for a relationship you had something with, but you're just taken for granted. I mean, like, you know, this firsthand, like if you're not in a relationship that pushes and thrives you,
1: yep. what's
0: the point? Like,
1: it's like, it's literally a dead end.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, that's why this last year I told you, like, before we even started recording, like COVID has been the best for me because I found... I've removed all the toxic relationships. Yeah. The ties that were holding me back. And it's just like, it, as corny as it sounds, like when you find self-love and appreciation, like you really look at the world. Different. I mean, again, like I just realized my value. And then I was like, why am I constantly eating out? Why, why am I constantly? Cause I was like doing some questionable things to my body. Like th- there was a lot of things that was really just tearing me up. And it's like, why am I allowing other elements to dictate mm-hmm. my happiness and love of myself? Yeah. That's what I think a lot of people like, you know, we've been talking about dating stories all day, even though we meant to talk about poly dating. Yeah. Like no, that's,
2: that's it's fine. like
0: dating molds you and I feel like a lot of people don't realize the impact they carry with dating. Like, just as a quick 10 second story, I've gay dating I think is so much more volatile than hetero dating because the accessibility to us Mm -hmm. we have grinder we can put on our preference i want a bear i want someone this weight. i want someone this height i want someone i'll show you later i want someone who wants sex who wants a relationship who wants friendship who wants just casually chatting who wants networking like we have fine toothed it to cater to every one of our selfish needs Mm -hmm. and as a result like there's so much innate titlement just by the filters. So when people talk to you, my profile right now like my I have two gay best friends. Evan who just moved to St. Louis, which I mean he was my social life friend, we did everything, yeah. and Jesse. Jesse's an amazing best friend. He was a rave band. and like I love his partner like no one could be a better fit. Yeah. But I'm like I want more gay friends. I want mm-hmm. more things and I have on my profile you know, like, I'm single and I'm open to dating, but I'm really looking for friends. And I'll message someone and be like, hey, good morning, how are you? Like, happy Friday, any fun weekend plans? Because intro texts are fucking bitch. Like, they really are. And I'll have guys immediately, sorry, not interested in my type. Oh, sorry, too fat. Oh, sorry, I'm a top. I'm, and I'm what? like, I'm like, your profile said gaming, anime, kickboxing, all things I like. That is why I messaged you. And they're like... Literally, if you ask any gay guy on a dating profile that has the friend feature, I'm pretty sure if they were like given a truth serum, everyone would tell you, if I do not want to fuck you, I'm not interested in being friends. <laughs> As I see Brad carefully putting things down.
1: Brad, you can come grab a drink.
0: I know, we were joking about me flirting with you earlier. I
1: know. I heard like half of that. Sorry, I got shit in my ears. What? No, you said, we, we just said, you can come grab a drink or come hang out over here. Yeah, that's a lot. We literally talked about you on the pod. We're like, Brad going to come in at one time.
0: We, yeah. We, and I kept joking with her that you were right behind her.
1: Yeah. Basically, this podcast has gone on for like three hours and we haven't hit the topic that we initially even talked about.
0: She no. sent me a list of topics and one of which was my dating experiences. And I'm a dating hoe, so it went a little crazy.
1: I literally said, are you dating? And then I go crazy dating stories and then I go polyamory. There were three points.
0: I came with lists. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we're, we're still, still going. We don't give a fuck. No, just keep going. We're going. We're, we're going. <laughs> I, I mean, as Brad is casually in the background. I know. It's But funny. I mean, that no, dating is just freaking ridiculous. I, I was thinking because, like, you know, we've been talking about doing an episode together for for a while, which I'm so happy I finally got cool. on. But it's like, there's so many things with dating. Like, hetero dating versus gay dating is a completely different yeah network in itself. I mean, poly dating. I mean, there's just so many crazy facets of it that it's just ridiculous. And, I mean, let's be honest, I'm so happy for you with Brad. He
1: said this like 17
0: times. 100%. I've talked you up this whole channel. Brad's a cunt. I mean, his lips to God's ears? I don't know. But, I mean, at least Brad gets some. So, more than me right now. But, I mean. Well, I had sex. I'm aware. My comment
1: to everything. We've
0: talked about your trips. It's okay.
1: Every time Brad and I talk and I go, I look at him and go, well, I had sex. He's like, yeah, I was there.
0: At least he doesn't flex in the mirror.
1: Okay. Oh, I
0: do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think on that note, we should probably end this whole dating segment because Brad is honestly more entertaining than anything I have to say.
1: Seriously. No, but we talked, I was telling Curtis, I go, I told Curtis about the story that I told, I told Brad about the mirror flexing thing. So Brad has decided for the last last six months every morning to get up and just like flex or just flex at me anytime he comes in to... Or near a mirror. But see, that's like, that's a comedic like
0: trend. Like you you set up the domino. Like he's just going with it. No, I'm traumatized. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, serious. Oh, shit. Come here. Oh, yeah. Wait, but is
1: it over there? I don't remember the
0: shirt. No, he did just did. He really just do the like bicep flex point. Oh, that. that's that's, where I, that's, that's so 1990. Like I, I appreciate to, it.
1: Yeah, I get to experience it every single day.
0: Oh, whatever. You sit on his dick, that's it works out. That's
1: true. I also worry, it, got no biceps to show off either. So um,
0: that's okay, Brad. I'll take you to the gym. We'll fix that. See, I've already. Curtis has already
1: started hitting on my boyfriend. Fine, dude.
0: I'm not know. hitting. I mean, he is skinny like the guys I like, but he's too tall. Compliment's
1: are compliment.
0: <laughs> See, that is how straight men should respond to these kind of situations. Because let's be honest. I always tell people, like, gay men are the best wingman. Because one is, like... <gasps> oh, God. just <laughs> like, looking over it, But, like, seriously, like, if a straight guy were to go to me and be like, I think she's pretty... I literally would go become, at a party, within 30 seconds, best friends with this girl. And I've done this to my friend Donald Mm. before. And he's not married to this girl. And I was like, hey, you see that guy over there? Friend Donald. His dick's not that big, but he knows the motion of the ocean. I'll tell you, you could not find a better person to treat you right. If if you're not a freaking length queen, you'll be the happiest ever. They are now married. Beautiful. And I mean, for girls too, like, I mean, we glam you up, we cheer you up, we freaking are your rally cry. And
1: that's the thing is, is like, I think you're you're not threatening. That's the beauty of it. You're
0: ignorant and shit if you don't think I'm threatening.
1: You're not threatening to me. Oh, well, that's because I I like
0: you. If I didn't like you, that'd be a different story. Yeah, but
1: I'm just saying, but I'm like, I don't think that if you and I hang out, I don't think at three in the morning, you're going to try to fuck me. Like, it's not like creepy.
0: I mean, as long as you don't give me tequila, that is not even a conversation we have to have.
1: Curtis, please. (laughs)
0: There is there has been a situ- okay, one tiny entertaining story because I, I think you'll get a cat kick okay. out of it. So there's a reason Curtis does not drink heavy tequila anymore.
1: Around women? <laughs>
0: is this 100% <laughs> My roommates are different, but like if this is like a party with strangers. So, do you remember Twilight?
2: Yes, unfortunately. Do you
0: remember the sister with the little pixie cut?
1: Mm, I think so.
0: Like Alice, like she, her hair was like the shortest flared. Yes, yes, yes. So, I was at this high school party. And I was in, I came back from military school, so it was like my senior year, like towards the end. Tequila shots all night. Well, this girl had such short hair. I thought she was a guy. <laughs> Lo and behold, we had sex. Three months later, I get hit up with, "You're the father."
1: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Lo and behold, well, I also so the morning after, so I knew I had sex with her because the morning after, I had over a hundred messages in my phone. Because people apparently decided. It was entertaining that the gay guy was fucking a straight girl who was in from out of town and took pictures and record like around the bed, like very disturbingly, like d- disgustingly took these things and then sent it to me. So in the morning I was like, like I hadn't I had sex with a girl in years and I'm gay, like I, there's no attraction to women but like I was just blitzed. And like I'm coherent when I'm drunk, like I don't black out. Tequila does that to people apparently. Well, I found out later that night, because everyone decided to record everything, that she had sex with four different, five different guys. And I was the only one that wore a condom. And I got a paternity test. No, Curtis is not the father. Rightly so. I told you crazy stories. I got them plenty. But I mean, like, the fuck? I mean, if me and wifey Cherokee had a kid, we'd have beautiful, cute little brown babies.
1: Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is just like, that's insane that Sheila comes after you to say that you're
0: the dad. And I'm like, I'm the one that wore a condom and she said there was no one else that like. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with dating, but you know what? It was drinking. It was traumatizing. I thought it fit.
1: My God. Well, I think on this point. Okay, let's cheers. Yes. So this is going to be a segue. So for those listening, we're going to end, cap, and then...
0: If you okay, couldn't hear that, grabbed- that was Brad from the toilet giving his commentary.
1: <laughs> but this is going to turn into, um, this is going to be the end of part one. Part two, you want to do Polly?
0: I'm down. But for the record, I would just like to say I am so honored and happy to have finally been on this. You know, I've been cheering you on and wanting to since the beginning. Well, now you're going to have your own pod. I know. And then I'm going to have to have you as a guest. <laughs> Baby! Baby! Yeah.